Bugun style, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the show, of Wow Cool Robot, the show uh, established 2020, home of the original new type soup, uh, except no substitutes. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about Mobile Suit Zeta Gnudum. 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 We did the damn thing. It's over. It's done. We're normal now. We're better. <sighs> we're normal we types now. We watched we the tried show. Out. I'm a I'm, I'm a bug type, but you know, maybe you're a normal type. Yeah, I I have to say, normal type is my favorite Pokemon. Look at all right, there you go. Yeah, but we're like we're not like the old gen normal or bug types. We're like the new gen. Oh yeah, we're the new ones that can types, do right? that have like crazy move sets. Like yeah, I'm not a beetle. I'm like a ore beetle right now. I'm part psychic type. I can I can use trick room. I can use light scream and reflect. I'm a cool ladybug with a Gundam V fin. They gave a Pokemon a Gundam V fin. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm skiddy uh, because I know how to have and use feeling to my advantage. What do you call him? Uh, oh god, um, uh, Renonculus? I'm just a- Oh, Reuniclus. Colin, I have a Reuniclus on my draft leam this season. I know, because he rules. He's a He's squishy so boy. Good. He's he squishy so boy happy. with a stupid amount of special attack. Um, he, okay, is well, full of, he is full of the juice. That is nothing but new type juice. Oh, yeah, you boy. could just stick a straw in that dude and just take a big old slurp. Um, okay, speaking of taking a big old slurp, as many of you know, in the TV show Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, there exists a couple of factions uh, in, in, the, in the fiction. We have, you know, mm-hmm. we have Titans, which are the sort of remnants of the, the Earth Federation force built to destroy Zeon, which became Hitler accidentally. You hate to see it. We have Axis, uh, wonder what that name comes from, uh, that used to be the remnants of Zeon that came back and continuing to do Hitler. Oops, Oops. it happened again. Um, We have the Anti-Earth Union Group, which is, um, you know, maybe not a good uh, organization either. But back on little old Earth, there is a certain organization that has done no wrong, is not problematic, is led by the thickest boy this side of the asteroid belt. Damn! Folks, to me... It's Karaba's Italian Grill. <laughs> Opa Karaba time. Opa, Opa Karaba's time. Uh, yeah. You know, we rolled up to Karaba's. We went straight down. You know, we landed on Mount Kilimanjaro, hooked up with them, got some, got some Italian food. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay in space to, you know, drive the the ship that is the Wow Cool Robot podcast. So um, I, I had to end up making... <laughs> the Aragarma. <laughs> our garment. <laughs> That's our ship. So I had to make my own. Yeah, you um, had to sort of do a bootleg Carabas. I won't tell them, Sarah. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, it's their fault for not opening franchises in the in the Atlantic Archipelago uh, that, that <laughs> well, includes Ireland. Once this episode goes up, once the full sort of Zeta series of Wow Cool Robot is up, I think mm-hmm. we're gonna sort of see the Wow Cool Robot bump, and Carabas are gonna realize, oh shit, we got a big old market across the pond, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Greg's realized they didn't have any stores in Northern Ireland, so they opened them up and became hugely successful. We're gonna get Carabas. We're gonna get um, Carabas. Um, so we all we all got our food. We all fueled up. Sarah, I'll let you go first because you didn't have Carabas technically, but you did make yeah, your own. I spent about three hours today. Uh, just you know, um, what well, was going to say laborious, but it was a labor of love uh, making, uh, first of all, made some carabas marinara meat sauce, which was quite a process. It involves, usually I, I, you know, okay, so I'm going to be real with you guys. I love 
La Gaga. I love lasagna. Uh-huh. Um, They're calling you the Garfield of Northern Ireland. Exactly. They call me the Garfield of Northern Ireland. It is my favorite dish to make, to perfect. Uh, and recently I had someone close to me tell me that they did not like lasagna. And I was very, very, very hurt and offended. No one on this podcast... Um, I was very, very hurt and offended by this, and I just, I really, really wanted to make a lasagna to kind of prove to myself and to the world and to the cast of Never Believe It that lasagna is the best dish. <laughs> um, so I, I spent a very long time just laboring of this sauce. You know, the, the you can go to like carabazathome.blogspot.whatever and find the recipe. Um, but. Having said that, having done that, having spent three hours making a Carabas marinara meat sauce, having made a cheese sauce, which had nearly one kilogram of cheese in it. Pretty I good. I gotta say, the lasagna that I usually make for myself was better. That's, I mean, there, it truly is the Sarah McDaniel Lagaga. The Sarah McDaniel Lagaga is the best. It's, you just, you put all this stuff in the pot and you forget about it for an hour. It, 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 it involves about a quarter of a bottle of wine. It, <laughs> it doesn't have any goddamn egg in it. So I can serve it to my friend Colin. <laughs> Thank you. So far, my own lasagna far superior than the, the Carabas replica one. Yeah, Hayato, look, buddy, we got to talk. You got to stop putting eggs in everything. Col- Colin is one of the vanguard of our podcast, and they can't eat the food. <laughs> and that's not simply can't, right. I, yeah, I can't put those round boys in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I just, it, it'll be bad for me. I'll, it's not good. <laughs> see, uh, see, I'm still, I'm, I'm still on minion brain, Colin, because not three hours ago were we still watching um, Despicable Me 2, thanks, as part of Grugio for Pot of Greed. So you, I hear round boys, and I just think minions. It's okay. I I uh, imagine the idea of eating an egg, and the thing that pops into my head immediately is just, um, uh, you know, Kyle XY eating a whole raw uncooked <laughs> egg. Uh, we, we've all been there, folks. Hey, there's a Kyle. It's, it's 2020. Gundam. Come I on. I mean, I mean, there's a Kyle minion. I'm sure there's a Kyle Gundam as well. Anyway, what did you it's guys been going get? on long enough? <laughs> um. So I got food for me and my wonderful wife, Queen of Space. Um. I'm with her. I got. Uh, I'm with her. <laughs> For me, I got a chicken uh, chicken pachata, uh, which is mm. like uh, thinly sliced chicken dredged in flour and then like uh, like you know browned in oil, and then served with a sauce made from uh, butter, lemon, and uh, capers. It's really really good. It's one of my favorite uh, Italian dishes that, uh, or I guess it's one of my favorite dishes that Carabas has. I don't know if I would call Carabas Italian food, but you know they're trying. They're they're defending the earth from the Federation and uh, the Titans and what have you. Um, and then, yeah, I, I had it with their, their lentil sausage soup and some mashed potatoes. And then my wife got some, got a, a Italian salad and, uh, some ravioli and a, uh, and like a, a spaghetti cream sauce. I mean, I just, look, this is not a joke. Anytime I hear cream sauce, I just smile serenely because I love cream sauce so much. (laughs) It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Sarah, I hear you snorting. Don't please respect me. Sorry, I, uh, okay. I always have to be so careful with cream sauces because a lot of places will put egg, will like whisk egg into it to make it creamier without right, like yeah. telling you. Mm. Like I can't eat it. Fucking macaroni girl, let me tell you. It's a de- a de- well, fuck macaroni girl. They're the titans of Italian cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that, that's Olive Garden. We stand with macaroni yeah. girl. Olive Garden is the titans. Macaroni girl is Axis. Okay, okay, okay. The the factional game of quote unquote Italian food. No, Ameri- I, it's, it's Ameritalian cuisine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, like this, this re- like speaking of a mere Italian, this recipe had a lot of things I kind of looked at and I said, nah, I'm not doing that. Such as putting like 200 grams of sugar in. I looked at that and I said, no, thank you. I will not actually. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's my choice. I will not well. do this. Americans love a sweet marinara, and I do not understand it. Yeah. Uh, Americans love a night marinara, I'll tell you that much, folks. Mm. <laughs> well, I got uh, I got mezzaluna. I have posted the image in the Argama chat. It Ooh. is half-moon ravioli with chicken, ricotta, parmesan, romano cheese, spinach as well. And it is served in a nice, wouldn't you know it, tomato cream sauce. Mm. That, that is in fact exactly what my wife got so look uh, at that <laughs> same See? slap max this, same slap this is why hashtag i'm with her i i like the kind of the moon reference because they are they are they they, they are mezzaluna or sorry mezzaluma 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 to me uh which was of course served with a side of of caesar salad um i realized i probably should have got soup but also soup fills mm. me up way quicker and I already felt like I was I was in a bit of a haze for the last 20 minutes after I finished my food. So I think the oh, soup might have pushed me over the edge. Um, and it, they gave me a little bit like a loaf of bread all diced or sliced up with Ooh. a pack of uh, of olive oil and a little one of those like condiment plastic cups of the sort of like herbs and crumblies that you put in the olive oil. So oh, it yeah. was like a real authentic Italian experience. Like you'd like take a little dip. Take a fucking dip, babes. Take a dip, babes. I am personally saving my bread to recover after we finish recording this this episode. You got to sort of <laughs> sop up the rest of the soup that's been leaking out of you the entire time. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah. you can wipe your tears away with the bread. Save oh, that salt. Am I am I the only person that had soup for our ending meal? I mean, I had soup for dinner last night, so. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been twenty four uh, hours. It's fine. It counts. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had soup in about forty eight hours. Sorry. Um, the the sorry. thing. The People. thing is, since it's winter, it's more stew for me than soup. Okay, mm, mm, that's valid. Mm. It's kind of it's stoops. Stoop. Um, stoop. Stoop. Okay. Well, I think thank you everyone for going on this nice culinary journey with us. I hope that at some <laughs> point in some future Gundam series, there will be there will be another <laughs> faction name or what have you that sounds like a restaurant that I could eat food at as part of a finale for. <laughs> Time can only tell. Yeah, listen, <sighs> listeners, we were tempted to, to you know, eat the whole thing on mic while saying the things, but we did, in fact, prioritize your listening pleasure. You will be glad to. <laughs> I think if if the listeners could have gotten through um, the our penultimate recap episode when we enter the soup, they can handle us eating on air, but I still don't want to put people through that. Okay, yeah, yeah fair, fair. Um, well, on the docket, we have... We we have we have four segments for the show today. Number one is what we just talked about. We just talked about <laughs> yummy yummy Amer Italian food. Nehu Carabas, official sponsor of the show. Please give me money. Second, in 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 our docket is I think just a overarching Zeta discussion. Um, yeah. After after that, we'll do our robot rankings because that's more important than the actual show, as we all know. <laughs> and finally, yeah. we'll we'll close things out with our wonderful listener submitted questions. Um, yeah. So, all right. It is actually. Hold on. We're going to wait a minute to start this because it's currently 4.19 p.m. Uh. <laughs> and I think it only makes sense to start the um, Zeta discussion. And I will be filibustering this for as long as I need to until I see mm-hmm. my clock hit 4.20 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we all know, it's important job. to it's important to sort of start things off on the right foot. You know, times there can be certain auspicious times with which to start things at. And, you know, you don't it's sort of like getting on 
the wrong side of the bed when you wake up. You don't really want to start things off in that wrong space when you realize, oh, I could have done this a little bit differently we, and it would have gone We really a lot started better. this at the bottom of the minute. <laughs> we started at the bottom of the minute and I'm feeling fine. I'm continuing the talk. Um, Nine, I'm just continuing, eight, to, I'm continuing seven, to look at this six, picture of my beautiful Metsaluna and Colin's four, chicken with three, capers. Two, uh, one, zero. Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, let's go. Happy how Mobile Suit Zeta like Gundam Wade Minute. How do we like it, folks? Um... <laughs> I mean, y'all know that I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> known liker of Zeta Gundam, host of Zeta, Zeta Gundam, Colin. Zeta Gundam, yeah. They're calling them uh, Colin Zeta They're calling them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, known cosplayer of Quattro Vagina, Colin at Pagetish. Uh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we know this, we know this. So I have, I actually, before we talk about the series itself, I have one little recommendation that I want to give our listeners. Ooh. Hang on, let me just close the, the countdown clock. Um, um, whenever, you know, whenever I remember, whenever I finished uh, watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, I ended up listening to an album on repeat, uh, which was uh, Gary Newman's Broken World album, very good album, just to kind of, because it reminded me of, of the show and themes of the show. The decompression album that I want to recommend for Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam is, in fact, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Oh my god. <laughs> it <Because> is perfect. <laughs> the album sounds like it was written by Camille Bidan being <laughs> mad at Shah Aznable. Every single song is just like... I, I just excellent stuff with lines like, I want to be in the energy, not with the en- enemy, a place for my head. I'm like, excellent. Mwah. Chef's kiss. I did consider spending the week making a AMV set to the song Numb, which actually isn't on Hybrid Theory, but I ended up having to do things and didn't have time, but possibly for the future. So just want to recommend that you go and listen to Hybrid Theory and process all of Zeta Gundam. It does check out because I am currently thinking of the line, everything you say to me takes me one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. I need a little mm-hmm. room to breathe. It's a, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's Camille. Yeah. We 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 tried so hard and got so far. I, I forgot. Did I did I tell you all my funny boss story involving Lincoln Park and robots? Does not sound familiar, think, my friend. Although uh, having just heard the words from Colin, did I tell you my funny story? Has reminded me of the time you were going to tell us a story about he is a shar. Oh yeah. Oh, I need to do that too. Uh yeah. Well, okay. Let's so, let's start out with some more. Keep that in the one. back of your mind. Um, yeah. Tuck oh, it away. God. Yeah, that that's some psychic damage right there. Um, <laughs> so very recently, uh, we were kind of like wrapping up some of our our work at work, and we were doing just kind of like a check in. Uh, and our our boss had asked us like, "Hey, like, you know, what's something that everybody did like since the election to kind of like unwind and relax and that kind of thing?" And uh, my good friend and coworker Carl, who's also very into gunpla, was like, "Oh yeah, I'd gotten this. I'd gotten this model kit a while ago." And I spent like three days straight working on it, and that's kind of because like, you know he wasn't able to do any of his kind of like hobbies because we were so busy. Um, and uh, immediately another one of our coworkers is like, "Oh, can we see it?" And so uh, Carl, deciding to not be shy about being a nerd for this one second, uh, mm-hmm. goes and bumbles off screen um, to grab his. He had gotten uh, the like transparent plastic Gundam Barbados that released recently. Ooh. Um, Yeah. And so he just kind of like held that up in front of the camera. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's a Gundam model clip. And our boss goes, oh, what band is that from? (laughs) 
And uh-huh. it made me th- it made me think that um you know we've we've had this theory that uh you know our boss doesn't like is like a, a like maybe like just a little bit older than I am and like doesn't like video games uh isn't like tech averse but is like you know tech agnostic not really yeah like tech agnostic yeah um and uh I have the theory that you know he's just an old he was a punk kid who just like skateboarded instead of playing video games and like never had a nice phone until like four years ago etc mm. etc so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his only exposure to Mecca is the cover of um, oh Lincoln Park's Oh, my God. Or Reanimator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, of course, he's like, oh, cool boy. What band is that from? <laughs> yeah, it's by, a, it's by a metal band called Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, why hasn't Lincoln Park made Gunpla of that one robot? Oh, my God. That would sell out like <laughs> gangbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Culture. That's good. Stan Carl. Very few left. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, how do you guys like Zeta Gundam? How was your first time with Zeta Gundam? <laughs> I, I think my, I think my sort of whole main compressed condensed take is that I think it is overall a better show than 0079 because it sort of realizes so much of what that show like set out to say. Because you know, we know we know 0079 was canceled and brought back and was shortened. Zeta didn't have any of those problems, so they sort of had everything. Uh, more planned out than 0079, I imagine. Um, I still do like 0079 more because, like, it's not my first Gundam experience, but, like, it is the first time I actually, like, really, like, watched through the whole thing and paid attention to the whole thing and everything like that. But I think Zeta is, like, one of the best sequel series I've seen for, like, anything. Like, game, TV show, movie. I feel like it just does such a good job, like, the mix of, you know, new characters, old characters the way it expands on so many of the themes that 0079 brought up more so in, you know, the later parts of that show, but like, it's just a really damn good sequel. And I, I feel like not enough people appreciate the original Gundam series. That's where Mm. I'm at. Mm. It's, it's, it's interesting to me that you say maybe 0079 is better to you because I've kind of been feeling the same in that. I don't know if it is actually better to me or if I prefer actually prefer 0079 but 0079 is so much easier to understand like mm. I know what happened in double I've only seen 0079 now I've not rewatched any of it well I did make a the essay for which I had to rewatch a lot of it to get clips but I've not like gone and rewatched any of it right and I think to really actually grasp what the hap fucking in Zeta I would have to rewatch it because it is just so much happens um and there's so many different things involved and it's so much more complex than 0079 that when i think about uh you know about first gundam i'm like yes i can picture the series of events that happened in that whereas when i think about zeta it's just kind of like staring into the soup and being like "Mm, is that a carrot like (laughs) it's so muddled compared to 0079 but having said that it's good like like i like that about it uh, but i can't like i've been trying all week to think back and be like what do i think about this se- series and i like kind of don't know like i've got a lot of thoughts but there's nothing clear hmm. it's a cloudy broth it's a cloudy yeah. broth it doesn't help that like so like zeta is very very ambitious with like the things that it wants to talk about and trying to make them clear in ways that uh like 0079 is absolutely the better paced and kind of like 
better executed show. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are so many things about it that, uh, you know, even you like, like are verifiably true that we know that Tomino was frustrated with that people like saw and did not read in the way that he wanted it to be read like uh you know bright's violence against amuro as like probably the strongest example of that uh and it's it is very ambitious in like how much deeper it tried to go with like the factional politics and philosophy and all of that kind of stuff but yeah like it is it's so jam-packed full of shit there's so much shit going on all the time half the stuff that's important that happens happens off screen like it is it is hard to parse, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it It definitely is the kind of show where you need to put in a lot while you watch it. it it's, it's a really hard show to recommend, right? Because even, mm. I think, for Gundam fans, it's like, there are definitely series like, you know, a lot of the more modern ones, I feel like, you can just watch, right? You don't need to, like, really pay attention and take in things because a lot more cohesive you know i mean again that's like different writers different directors more modern i feel like it's you can be easier to pay attention to just in general because it's like you're not you know you don't have a thought in the back of your mind this is something that's really really old but i feel like zeta it really it almost feels like it's demanding a lot from the viewer in that regard and i don't think that's a bad thing i just think that makes it a little bit harder to recommend but i also think that you get as much out of it as you really put into it and as like you know i love the analysis we do about it because it like you know I don't usually think of shows that critically. I mean, obviously, I don't think of shows as critically when I watch them on my own as I do for podcasts. But, you know, thinking over to Yu-Gi-Oh!, we analyze that critically a little bit when there is stuff there. But for Gundam, I feel like any little thing you can really, you know, pour into and try and figure out what's going on. What did Tamina mean by this? And Mm -hmm. that's something I really, really like and appreciate about Zeta is that it's like a show that you kind of have to, like, put effort in to watch. Not that I'd want to do that a lot. Like, not that I want every Gundam to be like that. I hope it's not. I mean, that's why I'm glad Double Zeta is like, that shit won't start until halfway in, presumably. So I can have a little bit of a break. But like, <laughs> I, I, I I just think it's really cool that it's a show, one of the best examples of a show that demands a lot from the watcher. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, yeah. again, like, just staring in his face, lost in the soup. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I mean, yeah, like, it's... It, it's a very intense, like, a very dense show. Uh, mm. Like, you know, I I have MetaWatch going on right now. I would not be doing MetaWatch if MetaWatch was, like, an equally, like, intellectually, like, condensed show as oh, Zeta right. was. I, my yeah, brain would you, turn into a raisin. Uh, wait till you get to MetaWatch Gamma. <laughs> <laughs> MetaGamma yeah, Watch. The, the, the MetaWatch that's all about, like, the material economics of the MetaBots industry and... <laughs> yeah. uh, following a group of terrorists trying to uh you know free uh, uh the third world from from metabots corporations oh yeah can't wait for that uh, metal b you have to go protect the lithium mines god <laughs> <laughs> yeah like fucking like yeah because there was like there was that one week when we just we just like didn't record because we were simply not feeling physically capable of watching three episodes of the show and discussing them like we just could not we're like that week i probably could have done Yu-Gi-Oh easily but like like the concept of watching it i was like nah nah too much for me to handle can't do it well i mean it's it's even down to the way that this show ends like oh my god yeah fucking any any other show like you know it, even if you had that tragic ending we would get like 
10, 5, 10, maybe even 15 minutes of, like, full denouement of, uh, like, seeing where everybody ended up, seeing how things played out. And this is, like, no. Like, we see... Uh, like Camille get his brain scrambled and then just watch Fa carry him off screen. Like that's it. That's I the just, show. <laughs> I feel like the difference between uh, Mobile Suit Gundam and Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam is really the, the difference between the lasagna I usually make and then the Karabas lasagna I made in which this Karabas <laughs> lasagna was like overly complicated like four different types of cheese the vegetables in it you had to do it it's like three steps and just there was so much going on here and then in the end you're eating it and it's just like a really heavy lump and you have to take a nap after mm-hmm. and I think that might speak to how much of like you know Mobile Suit Gundam is absolutely a, a tight digestible series you could watch mobile suit gundam and never have to watch another gundam ever again if you want to Mm -hmm. um whereas like i i did say on the discord that uh a thing that i like about uh 0079 zeta and double zeta is like even if like zeta and double zeta are very much clearly like filling out a trilogy off of 0079 there is a degree to which you know you could watch just zeta or watch just double 79 or just uh zz and, like, there's enough in that that it's a contained story that I think you'd be fine watching it. Um, I was told that I was crazy for saying that, which, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, uh, but also, like, you really get the feeling that, like, it's it's been, what, uh, six years? And okay. Tomino's like, okay, cool. I'm no longer making a show that's a single season. I'm making a show that's going to set me up for, like, a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> money pl- money please <laughs> and i think like i i i feel like something that sort of lends like credence to that colin is thinking about how both shows begin 079 and zeta they begin in literally the exact same way where you have a team of mobile suits sneaking in to a space colony to find an experimental prototype mobile suit weapon and you know like shit pops off from there but and like you know that's like the overarching mm-hmm. similarities and like as we watch the show we've obviously found similarities like throughout it but like it i honestly like i feel like zeta is a kind of show you can watch without necessarily having the context for gundam again don't do that i think is the wow core <laughs> official stance yeah don't do that because like do it if you're not a coward yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, us <laughs> screaming about, char- like, you know, when Quattro finally revealed himself to be Char, like, people would watch that without the context and be like, whoa, he's a different guy. And I'm just, like, hooting and hollering and clapping like a trained seal because I've known since the very first time he appeared on screen that he was Char Asnable. But, like, hearing him <laughs> say it, it's yourself. like, the you know, the realization, the culmination of all of that. It's just like, I, I, I really, I, I don't know, I really love this series. I, again, yeah. I don't think it's as good as 079 for me, but, like, if 0079 is a 10, Zeta's like a 9, you know? It's like, they're that close together for me. Yeah. I, I think uh, the thing that I, that makes, that I'm so, like, happy about with this show, though, is the fact that uh, it's Camille's show. Like, yes, Quattro's yeah. in a lot of this show, but you, it, at no point can you ever think, hmm, this is, is this the Quattro Bajina show now? Is this the Char Aznavel show now? And it's like, no. I mean, like, I definitely had been have have been having the thought of like oh this is a franchise of which Charizable is the main character but this is not an individual like show like Camille's the boy here yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um I mean having said that like does anyone have any final Quattro Bajina thoughts um um I it's just I uh, I'm a sucker for a lot of tropes right I 
I very, very easily hoot and holler at the TV screen. I feel like I have a sort of low bar of entertainment for myself, which isn't a bad thing, obviously. Like, it helps me enjoy things more. And one of the things I love is, like, a villain or anti-hero, like, working with the good guys. And the fact that, like, that's what Char became. He just, like, chilled out for a while. And he's, like, not, I mean, again, not a good guy. He certainly, you know, you don't ha under any circumstances have to hand it to him. <laughs> For what he did to poor Camille over the course of 50 episodes. But, like, I I just... I love the fact that he is the main character from 0079 that we... I feel like it wouldn't have worked as well with any other character if you've seen them in, like, every single episode. You know, it had to be Char. Imagine if we had to sit around with Amuro for 90% of Zeta. God, I... Okay, <laughs> what that's what something... Show? That's something that struck me so much is like the main boys, Char and Amaro. Like when I watched 079, I held them on a sort of equal pedestal, like Amaro for his journey into new type and Char for his philosophy against new type and, you know, ever the rival, et cetera, et cetera. And like as soon as like Amaro showed up and I was like, you know, again, hooting and hollering, clapping like a train seal, Leo point at the scene, yeah, Leo point at the screen. And then, like, a minute later, I was like, I never want to see this dude ever again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, like you watch 0079 and you're like, Amaro's there and he's suffering and having trauma. And, like, you feel sorry for him. You care for him. You want him to succeed. But you don't really like him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Six years later, you're like, get over it, dude. Yeah. Well, I, God, I mean, like, I don't... I don't especially hate Amuro in Zeta. Uh, I'm I'm lukewarm on him. I I think mm -hmm. I kind of like him by the end of Zeta again. Yeah. Uh, but just to see the absolute immense like visceral visceral reaction both of you had the minute you saw his swimming pool was oh, just yeah. like that was a wild ride, and I was glad I was here for it. <laughs> I I. I feel like every character from 0079 has such a wild arc that you would never really expect, except like, for Bright. Except I for think, Bright. yeah, fucking... That's just how he be. Bright. He's always like yeah. that. He's just there. Isn't he even there in Unicorn, Colin? I guess Unicorn doesn't... Yeah. Unicorn takes place like two years after Star's counterattack, right? Yeah. Yeah, I so think... I, I know Bright fucking sticks around. <laughs> You could almost like you know we like you you mentioned earlier you kind of think of Char as the main character of Gundam as a franchise. Really, you see the main character of UC Gundam is Bright, <laughs> it's, Bright Noah. It's like. Bright Noah and his funny hand. <laughs> Squeeze uh, Bright Noah and his and his burgers. <laughs> Squeeze his hip for slapping action. <laughs> what? The fuck? God. Having yeah, I think my favorite actually my okay yeah has done my favorite uh, character arc. Of 079 characters we saw inside a Gundam was Kai because he just he shows <laughs> he up in turned, the jungle. He, he writes Hyatt Indiana Jones. And then he we never see him again. He just hangs out in the same shitty bar Star hung out in after he killed Garmin. That's where you see him last. Oh yeah, yeah. we do see him once again. Yeah. He's just I mean, he's out doing his job. He's collecting information. He's uh interviewing the Pope. Uh, he's giving the Pope Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know. Kai, I, and again, his arc is great too because in 0079, I hated Kai when I first saw and him. And you were wrong. And I was wrong and I realized I was wrong. And as I watched the show, I was like, oh my God, Kai is one of the best characters because of his arc. And the way that continues in Double Zeta that he takes the initiative so much to the point where he is infiltrating entire countries is like, that is really, really cool and such a fun turn of the boy who's a coward and doesn't want to fight and doesn't want to do anything and have responsibility. 
Um, I'm looking directly at Quattro when I say responsibility. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- like, definitely Kai and Hayato are the MVPs of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Hayato runs an entire, like, anti-Titans organization where the Titans are from. <laughs> yeah. And he makes oh, great Italian-American food. Mm-hmm. And he has a cool big plane. A lot of greebling on that cool plane. Actually, that's yeah. not his. He stole that. They stole that from yeah. Jabro, didn't well, they? Well, it's his now. It's his yeah. now. It's Just, like... And then, yeah. Uh, uh-oh, I, I, uh-oh, folks, I'm driving the car that we're in right now. I'm looking up ahead, and I'm looking, there's a road sign, where, and the road sign just says women on it. Yeah, it just, we are, we are going to have to take the girl route uh, sooner because or later. I, I'm thinking, I'm like, what other characters have arcs? Oh, Mirai and Frau yeah. became mothers. Before, before we turn down the road, Mark. Before we turn on to Girl Boulevard. Do you think yeah. that Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam made effective use of girls? Um, no. Would we just kind of slap the big no button? Um, before we do that, do you think? Genuine question. Do you think that the show would have been that different if Quattro Bajina forward slash Charizardable had simply not been there? Um. Yes, I don't think you can remove. Uh, if you put a different character, like if you put an original character in there to fill the role that Quattro Bajina does. Then yeah, you could still technically get to the end um, where uh, uh, you know fucking Camille does his bullshit and whatever. But without that person being able to reveal that they're Shar Asnabel, I think like kind of the last half of that show falls apart with everything mm. except Camille and Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you need Shar to deal with Haman. You know, you need. Char and all of his uh, zombie crimes from 0079 coming up against Space Hillary and like the clashing of ideology there. You need Char to sort of be that figure Camille chases after and idolizes over and like tries to surpass because he's a baby who doesn't want and can't handle responsibility. I feel like you need it to be Char. You need it to be this everything Char's done to let from like all of the glory he's gained in 0079 to how he just is so content with like sitting back and doing nothing. And you need that, all of that to sort of clash with Camille for like so much of the show to happen. Cause I've also, been like, if, Oh, go for it. Yeah. I've been thinking about this uh, all week and I've sort of not really come to a conclusion because part of me is like, what the fuck did Char do in Zeta apart? Like until the point at which they convinced him to go to Dakar and give a big speech. So the I guess my question I guess my question is like, what the fuck did Quattro Bajuna do during Zeta Gundam? Mm. Um, he's he's kind of the the consummate professional soldier and like squad leader that they have, yeah. and he's the person that starts training Camille. He's the uh, you know um, until Bright shows up. I mean, what? It's Hankin and Abraham Lincoln. Like they don't. There's nothing about them that really. Yeah, there's nothing about them that like you look at them and you feel like that this is a competently like confidently led uh like organization or like ship or team. Like Quattro being the cool person that he is is the is what like makes it instantly believable that AU this tiny little terrorist cell organization can actually take on the entire federation. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I like I think I guess the conclusion I've come to is that you know you, you obviously you need Char um, and you need someone to be there in Quattro's role, but it also, the show is shaped around the fact that Quattro Bajuna is Char. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, the show's key is in the shape of Char Asnable, and you can't turn the engine without it. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, because that's such a huge part about Camille's arc, too, of, like, seeing Camille, like, get confidence and, like, really, like, become the person that he is at the middle of that series is challenging Quattro and, like, telling Quattro that he needs to stop fucking around and, like, admit that he Char has yeah. Like, that, that's such a key part to, like, both of their arcs together that yeah. I don't know if you could remove that and have, and I, I'm sure you could find a plot point that would make it work, but I don't yeah, know if Zeta yeah. would be as good for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes Quattro such an interesting character is because, like, he just kind of exists and it drives the whole show. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to double down on my analogy. It, he is like a key to a, an engine because you could start the car without him. You could hotwire it. Don't do that, though. It's bad for the car, <laughs> bad for the engine. No one would wants to do that. You need that key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that that does it also like the way that you say like you know quattro existing is what makes the show work because that's all quattro does quattro is just yeah. existing he's not he's doing simply vibes. He, yeah. he is simply vibing he's just working out yeah <laughs> he's working out and carrying the whole show on his strong shredded arms i'm oh god i'm just such a sucker for like like damaged soldiers who are like trying to run away from their past uh and are just like trying to figure out what their responsibilities are. Like, I just love that character arc so much. And then you you give him a blonde mullet and big sunglasses <laughs> and a cool red, like, sleeveless, high-collared tank top. Like, I'm, oh, baby. That, that's, that's character design, folks. <laughs> this is this is peak, peak character performance. <laughs> mm-hmm, this is PCP. <laughs> Speaking of peak character performance. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's go down the road. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go to problematique town, uh, <laughs> to the corner of of gender and girls. <laughs> Take a so trip not, down female boulevard. Yeah, not to speak about not girls uh, to start out the girls segment, <laughs> but it feels extremely significant to me that Camille is girl name. Hmm. That seems like it is pivotal to what the show thinks it's trying to say about girls, possibly. Um, I it does feel like that it's trying to be um oh god what's the word um like edgy isn't the right term um but provocative it's, yeah yeah it's trying to be provocative about gender uh and it's yeah. trying to it's trying to say something but that something is so confused between multiple writers and multiple takes and mm. how different characters are speaking about this thing mm-hmm. that it's like. I can't really tell what they're trying to say by making Camille have a girl's name other than it's a it's a part of his opening plot arc. Uh. Yeah, that's the thing is like everything they have to say about girls and, and, and women and womanhood has nothing to do with the fact that Camille has a girl's name. Mm. Like I, it, it really does Colin, just feel like it's a thing to be like, wow, isn't that crazy that he has a girl's name, but he's a boy. Like it, it, it really does feel like the writers just trying to be provocative and trying to just like do Billy Billy Ray Cyrus much to think about without having <laughs> anything to actually think about. Well, oh man, I I feel like there is a read that you can do of it. Um, but you have to like we as the reader have to do all the heavy lifting yeah. for it because I I feel like you could say that like, uh, you know, Camille having what people call a girl's name and him struggling with that and struggling with society and part of like his arc being able to accept his name as his name and not having any kind of 
value like gender based value to it it's just his name like fits with a lot of a lot of stuff of like you know the way that emma's relationships kind of work and the way that a lot of like this show's like ideology for au like intersects with like the titans being explicitly fascist and like rekawa going around saying that there's only two genders as a villain and that kind of stuff that like you could do a read that like they're they're trying to escape these big assigned societal roles for things, but I don't think the show does enough to make that something that you can really like say it's really trying to do that. It's kind of like dovetails with it in some ways, but like they did not do the work for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yeah. like what I've been thinking about it in context of is comparing Camille's uh new type you know the way he does new type compared to the way amuro does new type um you know because in 0079 amuro does new type to physically predict his opponent's attacks and be able to be better at sword than them whereas camille's use of his fucking magic brain is to emotionally connect with people and like it feels like the sort of very 1980s-esque energy of someone be like, well, oh, that's just, it's just like a really feminine way to like express your new type ability. It's to emotionally connect with people. And I just think Camille's really in touch with his feminine side. And like, it does, like, it kind of feels like the show is sort of going there, especially when we end up with the fact that Camille is literally in the soup with the girls at the end of the show and uses them to defeat uh fascism these girls kill fascism booty shorts yeah um so like or or like the fact that like one of the things that's supposed to clearly endear us with Sirocco, even though he's mysterious and clearly a villain is the fact that he says like the next like the future is female like the next leader of the universe will be female like it's very clearly that like they are trying to make a play at that and maybe they have a meaning beyond it, but really it's just, like, it is more woman war criminals. Like, that's it's all so it is. It's <laughs> so funny how that lined up to, like, modern liberalism in, like, this stupid pinpoint way that it's just, like, Paftimus accidentally says a Joe Biden quote. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's, like, ultimately my problem with Char is, like, like, Char isn't... I, I don't think that you can say Shar is a communist, or I, d I don't even think you can really say that, like, Shar is a socialist. I think you can say that Shar is a neoliberal. Like, Shar, Shar yeah, is, yeah. like, a very progressive, socially conscious person who likes democracy, but also, like, you know, uh, probably still believes in, like, market values and, like, that kind of shit. And, like, believes in, in the progressive march of time towards a better future that... As long as as long as we sit around long enough, good things will happen. Kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, d I don't think it should be all that surprising that this is kind of where this show goes with that. Um, but also, I think I think there's enough that uh, we as the reader can say that the show also thinks that that's bad, or that you can read that as being bad because mm -hmm. everybody does die at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simply, si simply no good. Yeah, I guess, like, just my final thoughts about girls in this show. I mean, not even my final thoughts. Like, I'll be thinking about sh shitty ways girls were treated in this show for the rest of my life. <laughs> You'll but... be waking up in, like, three years from now, just, like, waking up. Rekawaland! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, like, Somebody just... will reset your Wi-Fi and you won't be able to not imagine Sarah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, literally. Um, 
I'll, I'll wake up and I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll see I have Rekko's haircut again and I'll like punch the mirror and it'll shatter over my eye dramatically. Um, no, <laughs> Sarah, do you want to tell everybody the very cursed thing you said to me the other day? <laughs> I want to know. I, that, uh... I said on Twitter where I said in the alternate universe where me and Colin are cis, we're cosplaying Rekko and Shiroko. Oh, I have I have to go. Sorry. <laughs> That's how you know this isn't the dark universe because we find yeah. the actual dark universe. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say like simply the fact I feel like the writer maybe the writers of Zeta simply thought that they were being incredibly progressive and cool just because they put so many girls the because just because Camille was like the only male pilot for like ages in the show like mm-hmm. it just. It feels like they just kind of put a bunch in there and we're like, yeah, excellent, chef's kiss, job done. But you didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there there is something to that. Like, I don't think I don't think an Emma would ever exist in 0079. Uh, mm-hmm. Or no. a, a Sarah certainly wouldn't exist in 0079. Um, and those are some of my favorite characters. And I think that on the whole, even with some of the fraught bullshit that's around them, like especially with Hankin... Um, I'll take or leave the Sirocco stuff. He's a Dracula. I'm kind of, uh, you know, I don't like to see it, but at least like, uh, you know, uh, I under, I like, I'm kind of okay with it being there, even if I wish Sarah had like a different ending to her story or a different arc to her story. But like, there, like, there are some good, like solid, like female characters in the show that even like don't touch on gender all that much or don't touch on, on sexuality all that much. Wait, no, there's not. No, mm-hmm. I'm like, literally <laughs> like what? Yeah, there's Mariah and Frau and their mothers and there's, uh, you know, fucking four is still Camille's girlfriend. So fucking. Mm. Huh. <laughs> yeah, there's like Rosamia who can't exist without her brother, without a man who she can lean on. It's like uh, there's Moar and Lila who are both just uh, Jared's mommy GFs. Um, so like. I have, like, I have in my notes, I've got the words Wheel of Time written down. Um, <laughs> bec- and, like, I just want to give a very brief summary of the way, because th- these two franchises, to me, like, I've been thinking about them in conjunction because they feel like they come out of the same, you know, the the same bowl of respecting women juice. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, the, it's this bowl of respecting women juice that's been sitting open since the 1980s, and at this point, it's fucking rancid. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm, right. But basically, like, Wheel of Time is, was not, like, marketed, but, like, described for years as, like, oh, it's this amazing fantasy series. Oh, you never believe this. The writer has, like, created this world in which, like, men and women are equal. It's, like, amazing. Um, And uh, first of all, like, it's kind of bullshit. Like, he just has bullshit gender politics. But the way in which he made men and women equal in society was by making women able to use magic and men not able to use magic. And like, he, this was a thing that he was like, oh, it's just like, if you need to give all your woman characters amazing magical abilities in order to quote unquote, make them equal to men, there is something seriously fucking wrong with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not actually making the society equal. It's giving your women characters a leg up to be equal in an unequal society kind of thing. Yeah. And it right. just like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. And it like, it, it just, but like at the time, because like, this was written in the nineties, and like loads of the like review, because like I read a lot of reviews for my thesis years and years ago, 
Like, so mm. many of the reviews hail this series as being, like, oh, the next best thing for gender politics to exist. And I don't fucking know. Maybe in the 90s it was good. Maybe it did Yeah, I was going to say, is, there be- is your favorite franchise Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, it's like the whole autism conversation around Camille. And because, like, this is... Oh, my God, I forgot all about this. <laughs> like, in, in, like, the... I didn't like, get it! Ha! <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, one of my first, like, memories of, like, actual, like, well-written Gundam discourse was people talking about, like, uh, like, being a new type as, like, a reading of, of being, like, neurodivergent or being on the autism spectrum and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, like, I could see why somebody in the year 2005 would write that and, Mm. like, look at this... This depiction of Amaro and Camille, who, like, you know, are just awkward boys who are kind of, like, can't read the room sometimes and have psychic powers as, like, autistic characters because there are no other autistic characters that you can fucking reach for. Right. Uh, And it's good that we have better representation now, but, like, you know, yeah, I could see how somebody could read Wheel of Time in the year 1991 and go, wow, cool female character. Yeah, and it's just, (laughs) like, I feel like the same goes for Zeta. Like, like it feels like people would have been like, oh my god, this is an amazing anime series full of, like, so many, like, women who are piloting robots and they're doing great things. And, like, they are! But then you look at the series and you kind of actually look at it overall and the way that it, like, it literally burns up girls to progress. Yeah. Emma's probably the best example of that because Emma's always treated as a competent pilot and a competent commander uh, and, and an important part of the plot but she never drives the plot ever. She's never, like, no. other than, like, maybe the beginning of her arc, she never really has any agency in the story. And, uh, you know, her whole, like, character just kind of goes to be about how this guy's in love with her and she doesn't want to reciprocate it. And then they die and give her a bunch of juice and then she gives the juice to Camille and that's it. Yeah, it's... Ugh. Oh, you know what? I've realized there is one girl in Zeta that's completely wholly unproblematic. Uh-huh. It's Amon Karn. Ah! <laughs> yeah! I mean, I, I mean that half-joking, half-like, the writers never actually do have God, the chance yeah. to say anything weirdly shitty about her. Again, I haven't seen Double Zeta. Hope they don't do that to her, but she's a woman oh, in the Gundam series, so who could um, possibly say? God, I love, like, Haman in Double Zeta is disappointing, like... In in that she is never she never becomes the villain you expect her to be of the villain that roll is like as the one villain that rolls out of Zeta, mm-hmm. uh, you know you would expect her to be a lot more powerful and like who the who the big bad of Double Zeta ends up being a different person and I really like that that person as a villain. Um, mm-hmm. But like Haman is kind of underwhelming in Zeta and a but. But also underwhelming because they do kind of lean into her as being this, like, this Hillary type of of this, you know, person who is like, well, I'm the de facto secret puppet master of Neo Zeon because I have Maneva and I'm a great super psychic. So clearly I'm just going to win and I don't ever have to think about it. So I'm just going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's like, that that is... That that's kind of Haman Karn, and like it's great in Zeta, and I, it's it's fine in Devil Zeta. I I I still like Haman Karn, and Haman Karn is just she is just a great villain. Like there isn't oh, yeah. any yeah. I mean she fucking like throws a nerve gas earring on the ground to try and kill the Emperor of the Titans or whatever. Pocket sand. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it's like I, I I will take that gladly because I would rather Haman sort of fizzle out and be just okay than have the writers like straight up be outright shitty to her and use her to say cool transphobic things like they do with Rekoa. You know, yeah. it's like but, I would but, rather but, it be sort of lame than just straight up like feels bad about it. Um, that is to say, uh, don't read Shar's deleted affair. Um, I don't know how to deleted, read Collins. Okay, it's, it, yeah, it's deleted for a reason. <laughs> Shar's redacted, redacted. Yeah, it's <laughs> deleted for a reason, and that reason is the fact that Haman Karn is fifteen in it. Uh, uh gonna slap a big old yikes on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I don't know the writers of Zeta. A lot of it boiled like. Not to excuse any of it, but just it's just a bummer that so much of it boils down to it was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of throwing my hands up in the air doing like the video games pose. Yeah, you're doing gaming. Yeah. 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 Like, it's it's like, it's worth it to like, yes, like it it is very 1985. Like between <laughs> the way that it treats women, um, between, you know, the ways that it just kind of provocatively throws out things in front of you like naming camille camille or having camille say he has autism or whatever um or you know like the you know from the kind of stuff that we've learned about it even just recently in the fandom like the fact that melody hugh carbine is explicitly was supposed to be in tomino's mind like a terrible like anti-semitic like zionist like like idea of of Jews controlling the world, which is completely fucking excusable. Uh-huh. Uh, that it I, just. <laughs> I think Ugh. I would like. I think if I watched both this and Double Seventy Nine, if I and like, to be to to some extent, I did watch them without any knowledge of what the authorial be- intent behind them was, and they were a lot better without knowing any of that stuff. Like I, my brain took things and read them the way that was like good to me and like the more i find out about what writers intended to do with certain things the more i'm just the more i just hate it mm-hmm. yeah um i i will say because like you know i've i haven't done super deep in a lot of the stuff uh thank you to all the people on the discord who like will like bring up uh stuff from like the writer's room apparently a lot of the like most of the episodes that are super shitty to Fa are written by one dude who just doesn't like her, apparently. Um, which makes a lot of sense that, like, yeah. that it, it, like, you know, uh, that tracks with the fact that there are episodes where everybody shits on Fa, and then two episodes later, she's in a mobile suit and, like, wrecks the shit out of somebody. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it seems par for the course to, like, you know, understand that they're, the, like, this is a a work made by a lot of people, and some of those people are pretty shitty. Um, None of them are women. That, yeah, well, uh, one I think one of the writers is a woman. All I, right. I want to say I was trying to do more research on it, and uh, because this is a show made in the year 1985, trying to down some of the names. Yeah, yeah, it could be difficult. There, you know, one of the writers' names, there's about four different people with that name who have writing credits on various anime, and they're all different people. Yeah. <laughs> that writer's name, Albert Einstein. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's like the fact that I feel fine and confident to just yell shit like that with absolutely zero information about the show. Yeah. Like, it's, it's because just, you're um, a podcaster. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm and just there is shit. there is definitely something to say that you know we can read the show as text with any out with any additional information and like confidently say that this show has bad opinions about women yeah. uh, and bad opinions oh, about yeah. gender. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if I wanted additional information, I would listen to Mobile Super. Yeah, um, and you will, and you have. Yeah, and I will. Oh man, I uh, whew. um, we you know I we have another dangling girls. question. Mm? Mm. Uh, this is the one that we um. That we kind of tabled last uh-huh. episode. Oh yeah. Um. What the fuck is a new type? Oh, I don't know. that's a good question, Colin. <laughs> I don't fucking know, mate. Uh, it's what happens when you. T- it's what happens when you take Wario MDMA pill. <laughs> that's this is the podcast lore for those of you. For those of you, okay. I'm just, this is a side, little sidebar for mostly for me, really. Last night we were for like an hour in the Discord. We were talking about um, Wario MDMA pill. Which just Google it. It's really really funny. It's like someone found and like cataloged this pill. People someone made. It's in the shape of Wario. It's I think it's specifically a render from like Wario Land two or three on the Game Boy, containing a literal lethal dose of MDMA. And we're just like, oh yeah, that's what makes you a new type. You take that pill, you become a new type. Yeah. <laughs> it's not human empathy. It's not any of that. It's not girl power. No, it's just Wario MDMA. Uh. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, this is because I went to sleep at like ten last night, and because yeah, I you have, missed like, out. No, but I woke up at two a.m. Again. Okay, all right. I like scrolled through the Discord and then I was just like, no, I'm going back to sleep. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> I don't have the spiritual fortitude to listen to this right now. Yeah, I like I'm not a, I am at this moment I am not a new type. I have not taken the warrior MDMA <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, okay, okay, genuinely I've got I got like a little thing about it that says Camille versus Paptimus model of new typeness. Yeah. And the Camille model being Taking stuff in and the Paptimus model being sending vibes out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing that I think uh, we were about to talk about, but then we're like, we're at an hour and 30 minutes or whatever, um, was the idea of like uh, Sirocco being at one end of what a new type is and mm-hmm. Char being at the other end of what a new type is and the Camille's in the middle of it. Um, and I think what we were about to get into is... Sirocco being the kind of person that thinks a new type is a is someone who has gone through space trauma, gotten immense psychic power, and now can control people and and kill mobile suits and whatever. And Shar being a person who thinks that a new type is someone who uh maybe can like expand their consciousness, but is this new race of people that that are going to come to the fore that can like find peace and. Mm-hmm. Camille is a psychic gun in the middle of them who is going, I need to free my soul from Earth's gravity. <laughs> Camille's just a kid and life is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, th- I think maybe my favorite thing about Zeta is what it, like, how much more it new types than 0079 is. It's a verb now. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, like, really, Amaro becoming a new type, what we get from that is like, oh, he is at one with the Gundam, he is a killing machine, but also he has the empathy, like, you know, with Lala and the soup and like, you know, his fight with Shalia Bull, his fight with Shar, where like, he was just basically like, a lot of it felt like hand wavy space magic. And the way they do it in Zeta is more like, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it certainly doesn't explain it, but it, it what it does say in the show is, is like, um, it, I guess to me, it really speaks as like true and sort of new type is like 
I don't want to say neutral human empathy, but it's just like the ability to deeply understand one another, regardless of like, I guess your intention. Because mm. certainly when Paptimus, to me at least, when Paptimus presses the Wi-Fi router reset <laughs> button, he's still give, gaining this insanely deep understanding of you. But he's yeah. doing that to do sort of like a JoJo's Heaven's Door sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Where I feel like, you know, and, and I feel like when, when you know, Char talks with Camille about philosophy when he's, you know, like high on the park bench in that little gravity pod on the Argama. <laughs> I yeah, feel when like he's, that's when he's de-stressing, smoking a large joint, and just hanging out in the tree room. Yeah. When he has like a comical, like twelve-inch-long blunt, um, <laughs> and he wears his sunglasses because his eyes are the same state of red as his shirt. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's an all. You also are getting like arguably as deep an understanding. You know, not not saying like yeah, well, you just smoke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N not saying like you know how I was in college. That's how you get a deep understanding of people. But like. <laughs> I feel like what it says about true, quote unquote, true new type is that it is just this like level of understanding of another person that you literally cannot get if you're not, if you haven't like sort of been awakened to this consciousness that's beyond you. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think like my understanding of new types is a little bit different, uh, sort of because uh, a book series I have read a lot of, like a lot of when I was a teen is Anne McCaffrey's Tower and the Hive series, which I like it's again from the fucking eighties. Um and it is about space psychics. Um oh, like, like like Gundam. Yeah, like Gundam, but unlike Gundam, like the 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 space psychic stuff in there is very like um it's just like a thing like humanity lives on planets and the way that they get to planets is that there are people who have the telekinetic ability to literally teleport uh, huge spaceships, like light years and hundreds and thousands of distance across space. To oh, you mean Dune? Yes, yeah, slightly different to Dune. Um, <laughs> okay. You mean you mean like the uh, the Vuong from Star Wars? Absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> okay. But like you know, and like that book series ex ex explores telekinesis and telepathy in like very overt ways. Like it's sort of very mechanical. Um, compared to Gundam, which is very sort of philosophical in its approach to what space psychic magic stuff is. Um, so like, and I think in, in 0079, there, there's definitely, it's like, oh, um, new types is just when you can do space magic with your brain. Whereas Zeta is much more, a new type is like a, almost like a fucking personality type or like a philosophy uh, that comes with living in space. Spath? Yeah, spath. You spath. Know, spath. It's, it's, it's the fifth letter in the Myers-Briggs index. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an INTJN. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another N. Like, do it's you have N. that in your it's, personality? It's an, N, it's an N or an O, new or yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that, that's, it's, it's, um, it's different to just being just kind of like, oh, a magic system. Um, it's, it's ideological. Mm. I, uh, I think when you consider that this is a direct sequel to 0079, uh, and how Zeta clarifies so many other things that are kind of like, kind of put out there in 0079, I want to say like, I, I would like make the, the belief that like, these are ideas that, that they wanted to include, but had to get them started somehow. Mm. Um, and I think because of that, if 
if the kind of the wedding between the philosophical concepts of new types that we see uh, in Zeta with the kind of like more metaphysical psychic powers that we see in Zeta and 0079 together, uh, the show that you should watch is Space Runaway Edeon, which is the show that Tomino made immediately after 0079, assuming that they would never return to Gundam ever mm-hmm. again, because it is kind of like... <sighs> It's so surprising to go back and watch it after watching literally all of UC Gundam uh, because it it is just like you can very clearly see like Tomino's ideas about new types and arc about new types just condensed into a single 52 episode show without having to make a million of them back to back. And it it is like both I, I think to like kind of like try to boil things down to either like okay well there's this philosophical concept of new types and then there's this like weird psychic magic system of new types in kind of the way that the show explicitly does in the text of like you know the fucking the people making four murasames out there probably don't believe in any kind of philosophical concept of new types they they want to get effective use of girl power yeah they're they're looking more (laughs) on the happiness end of things yeah but then also like i i think that's Maybe, like, one of the things I walked away from this viewing of of uh, Zeta is I don't... I think that, like, Char believes in new types absolutely, and I think that Char can use a Saikamu system, but I don't think Char's a new type anymore. I think this is the watching of Zeta that kind of nailed it for me, that Char's an old type and he's always going to be an old type. Mm. And I think it's the combination of those two things. It's like, you can't just have psychic powers, you can't just be woke you can't be space woke. Uh, you space. you have to like it's it's all of those things coming together in a natural way as your life kind of like expands out in front of you that makes you a new type. It's why four and Camille are new types, but Rekua and Emma and Char aren't. Even if occasionally they kind of like exert those powers or are or, or like factor into things. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it, it's a sort of synthesis of both that ability and like the ideology that allows you to sort of apply that ability to yeah. you know whatever the fuck you do in space <laughs> which to be honest has me back at it again thinking about uh the way emotional connection is very much a thing in this show and it's very much a thing that like Camille does constantly like Camille is so down to clown with anyone, ready to emotionally connect with a random girl he finds in the street who then turns out to be the enemy pilot of the mobile suit that just kind of invaded the town. But he's just absolutely <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah, my, I'm now in love with this girl. Um, and that being very much kind of like his new type ability. And then just, it again, it's, it's just that combined with the amount of girls, the way this show seems to be trying to say something about girls, the way Camille has a girl's name, and the way the show as a whole uses emotion and puts such a highlight on emotional connection it it and it does very much and especially the way Char is not a new type and the way he does not emotionally connect does not you know is not true to himself does not oh no my screen's gone black recording yeah I'm fine um just is not open (laughs) like Char is a very closed off person oh yeah this series this oh man I mean it's like I mean, Sarah, you wrote an entire video essay about Gundam 0079 and it being about the ways in which, like, Amuro 
like wears and joins with the Gundam and becomes Gundam. And we don't see anything like that in Zeta. Like yeah, it's just I, that's the that text I don't think it's there. I yeah, would I would love to hear from you about your opinions on that, but I do want to get this idea out real quick of Zeta's thing seems to be like the the Gundams are there, the mobile suits are there, but they are really just vehicles to throw these pilots at each other. And mm-hmm. like yeah. even though there was, you know, you had this like this fraught relationship between Amuro and Shar and 0079, like that kind of relationship is at the forefront of Zeta. So many more characters have these kinds of relationships, and it's about the way that like pilots and soldiers and people in conflict interact with each other and how they connect or don't connect or uh, you know, can't see eye to eye or need to see eye to eye that I think is like, that's the big thrust of this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's like the thing that I think really sells that for me is the change from Quattro Bagina to Char of Quattro Bagina being this person who wants to be a soldier, who wants to be a pilot, who uh, like really only feels alive when he's interacting with people via a mobile suit, but does so in such a completely rote mechanical way that we don't see him light up in the way that like, and like become the character that really feels like who he actually is when he becomes Shar Asnabel in the way that we see like Camille or four or, or anyone else interact with other people is like, it's when Char is Char and is out of the mobile suit and is doing all of these like manipulative, like political leadership actions and roles and kind of stuff that he starts to interact with that part of the plot. And I think that's what's that, that is kind of like the nail in the coffin for me as to like the importance of, of Char not being a pilot, the fact that he is in a new type uh, like how much importance that the show puts into place on like the interactions between people in that like Char as a pilot can't enter like Quattro Bagina as a pilot can't interact with people in the same way that Camille can. He can only do it as a politician. Uh, and I think that's like that is like a uh, like is really coming together for me as like a super core part of Zeta. Uh, what kind of core part of Zeta? A super uh, a soup core part of, or, or what if it's a what if it's a soup or salad part of zeta <laughs> can i have the salad part um <laughs> okay coward uh but yeah if, if nobody wants to continue their thoughts on that uh sarah i would very much like to hear the preview of your follow-up to your hit video essay about 0079 <laughs> bitch i go fucking nothing <laughs> Well, don't worry. This episode, this episode goes up in a week. I can edit something in for you, Sarah. Don't worry. No, no, no pressure. You only have a week. Listen, we're only an hour and sixteen minutes into recording. Um, yeah, like no, I I came into double Zeta, double Zeta, 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 single Zeta. I came Zeta into single one. Zeta with the expectation that like there would be something to step onto after the like you know sort of thesis about oh a robot, it's your body expanding your body expands the mind blah blah blah. Um, but they're kind of isn't anything like I thought there was going to be something with the amount of transformable mobile suits um, because the way if we were continuing on from the 0079 thesis then the mo- the newer your type is the more transformable your mobile suit might be um, but that doesn't really happen like Jared gets a transforming mobile suit Raiko gets one like everyone fucking gets one um, and so it just kind of it does seem like it switches train tracks and goes into really talking about emotional connections between people um and like i think there may be even there may be something there as like a thesis or theme for the show 
Um, but I like I I I don't like I've not digested it apart aside from just thinking like you know it really all being about emotional connection how it sucks to do that in war and you shouldn't do it or you'll break your brain um yeah i got nothing yeah yeah i I didn't even think about that like the fact that like transformable mobile suits are so like present in this show and they don't really add anything to the text it is literally just wow cool robot they are Uh, they're just very cool (laughs) yeah it's like you know it it I feel like a lot of that sort of came about because of maybe a like more overarching, important design philosophy of making these things look more believable than the robots in 0079 did. I thought like, they were pretty believable. Well, they, 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 they I were, but I... Looking at my little no, yeah. big Zam keychain. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like looking just like at all of the different mobile suit designs, I feel like they really tried to put more of an emphasis on like... These are transformable, but we want you to be able to see how they could transform. We want them to look a little bit more detailed and realistic. Again, I mean, I know they didn't really get on Gunpla until Double Zeta, but like, I, I it feels more of like a consolation they made in order to focus more on the actual designs of the robot mm. over thinking like, what does the robots mean? Yeah, because yeah. like, it's, it's like Jared piloting a bound dock at the end. Like he starts like, in the Mark II, the cop version ends up in a bound dock. Like anyone can kind of pilot anything in Zeta. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference being Psycho, but that's obviously a special yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and like I think there there are definitely specific mobile suits that I think that their their appearance and their design is is thematically important. Like the Gundam Mark II having regular colors and cop colors absolutely yeah. fucking it like yeah, yeah, the, yeah the psycho mark one it being like not just big gundam but like subtly changing the design of it to like rail home how big it is yeah or like the hyakushiki being a fucking gold gundam like so many things like that do seem important but like you know like the hamrabi or the gaplant or you know whatever the, the the even the Quebly, I fucking or the Cubole, I love the Cubole. That's just wow, cool robot. That's just uh-huh, like yeah. yeah. We just like we gotta we gotta give Haman Karn a cool robot. It needs funnels and it has to look weird. Yeah, That's it's it. gotta have fifty <laughs> butt plugs that come out of his ass to show how she's pegging the world. Yeah, it it it's like I feel like we really aren't. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. If we'll ever see that integration of like the the. I mean, I, uh, l- let me let me let me choose yeah. my words carefully here. Yeah, I I've, <laughs> I feel like as the series goes on, the robots aren't going to get any simpler, right? Like everything is going to be this cool, marketable toy, and I feel like that sort of intended, almost simplicity of of RX seventy eight two and what it means to be Amuro and to have Amuro be it. I feel like the impact won't be quite as much because as a series goes on, it really is like, we're going to make a bajillion dollars out of these plastic little boys. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my counter to that is I think it's, it is going to, and this really speaks to the kind of like the breadth and depth that Gundams have beyond just war is bad. Well, cool robot Mm. is that it, it really depends on the show and it depends on the story the show is telling and what their goals are with those robots. Because like, Mm. yeah, if you want, if you want a Gundam that, like, 
goes back to the idea of of a clean, simple style without a lot of like bells and whistles that immediately conveys this is what it does. Like 0083 is perfect for that. Like the mm. the big main suits in that are like, yup, that's exactly they, like this is exactly what this Gundam is. This other Gundam is exactly what this Gundam is. Like et cetera, et cetera. And like you know, uh, uh, there are there are Gundams that play into the transformation and animalistic and non-human aspects that we kind of feels like we kind of wanted in Zeta. There mm-hmm. are there are Gundams that like you know Gundam Age really plays into both simplifying the designs down and also making them more toyetic. Or like Gundam Double O really really focuses on making sure that every single mobile suit like is characteristic of the pilot inside of it. Uh, that you can, like, as much as you would look at, like, a character design, you can look at the, the at the mobile suit they pilot and really understand who they are as a person. And I feel like that is kind of the great thing about this franchise, is even, even in Zeta, where it's kind of uneven... <sighs> It's still the like like that's may, maybe that's one of the worst parts about Zeta is this is the low point for like mechanical complexity theme wise in this whole show. May, maybe Double Zeta kind of is the same, but I feel like every other show like goes far beyond this in like how important the mechanical design is for what's going on. And um. Hmm. Except this... maybe Wing. I this Wing sucks. Wing is just yeah. Well, 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 you know. <laughs> I'm sorry Wing to Wing. There's a, there's a literal clown robot in Wing. Mm, interesting. Actually, okay. You know what though, Sarah? You need to watch Iron Blooded Orphans at some point I... because just because like <laughs> it, it has a lot to say about sort of becoming the robot. Um, I do have. Um, okay, because this is a, probably a very good place to kind of uh, segue into our robot ranking tier list. Yeah, we've been we've been doing that yeah. at this for like about an hour discussing yeah. Zeta. So, but, but before we do that, I do think the yes. the one thing that uh, I like I had been thinking about, and you've, you you kind of reminded me of that, Colin, by saying the phrase "war is bad." Um, <laughs> wow, cool robot is that um, the thing that I think Zeta does do fairly well with the robots, which Double Seventy Nine definitely did. Um, was emphasizing that whenever the robot becomes your body, your body belongs to this particular faction in the war machine. Um, and about how, like, you know, Camille doesn't... Camille uses his entire body, aka the plane of Zeta, to kill Paptimus Shiroko and expands his mind and, like, is spent through the war. Um, mm. And, like, the same with the way it burns up girls, the way it burns... The, the high body count and combining that with the mobile suits it does feel like Zeta Gundam is very good at saying through not specifically the design of the robot but just the way they are kind of used in the narrative uh, is very good at saying like in in war your body does not belong to you it belongs to the institution that you serve um and and, and definitely like the the dialogue explicitly follows that up in the last five oh, or yeah. ten episodes too, because of how much it how much you have Camille and Quattro and and other people talking about like uh the people the people that are dying like whether or not this fight is worth the people that we're gonna lose to achieve it and like there is never the question of is fighting bad the question is always is fighting worth it and yeah, yeah. how much fighting is bad yeah yeah uh and like. I think the thing that we're supposed to walk away with is that the like the tragedy of of this whole thing is despite AU really trying to like play it clean to save as many people as possible, 
like the problem that they did is that uh they they did not train Camille to respect his own life enough yeah amongst mm. the lives of everybody else and that's that is why we get this this tragic ending because we have made a bunch of self self-sacrificing soldiers in Ayug who would gladly give up their lives and we're left with basically like we have bright and fa at the end yep. of the show that's, that's it. it yeah <laughs> yeah no, i mean not to like make light joke of it but like Everyone always asks Camille, what are you doing? But no one asks Camille, how are you doing? God, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Literally. Um, and yeah, because, like, you know, like, at the end of Double Single Zeta, I don't keep saying Double Zeta. That's because I'm thinking about it and I really want to watch it. At the well, end there's, of Single Zeta. There's, there's Zeta 0079, so it synthesizes the Double Zeta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single Zeta. Um, at the end of Single Zeta, like, Ayug has the fucking big colony laser and is using the big colony. Like, it's just another one of the same factions like it feels mm. like um and um fuck what was it oh yeah i was gonna say about like so the thing that 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 the mech genre in general like is able to say that about the use of the body in war but the other thing that it kind of says is that there was a line i can't remember who said it and it was either from shore at shore around shore and it was about the role of the individual in war or the role mm. of the individual in changing things does that ring any bells with anyone uh i mean it sounds like something Shar would have said but yeah I, it's it sounds like that specifics. whole it sounds like that whole theater scene uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and I, I can't like remember it exactly i may have written it down but i'm not gonna flick through my notes now but just like what the mech genre is able to kind of start delving into and saying is that you know it a mech makes a single person incredibly physically powerful. Um, and then, like, what what happens then? But then everyone has mechs, so that we're all kind of on a level playing field again, but just in space this time. And, you know, and it kind of takes the theater of war into somewhere else. Um, but what that started making me think of was in this extremely, extremely factional show where you have Ayug, you have the Titans, you have Axis and Crabbers and stuff. It feels like the central faction that all of this revolves around is the single man of Sharaznable himself. Mm. Um, Again, he's he's pivotal to the story. You, we can't yeah. not have him there. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of why I think it's good that we don't know what happens to the end of that. We don't know what happens to Shar at the end of this is because it it kind of almost feels like when we're in that theater scene, it is Sirocco and. Haman and Camille like making a case for why Shar should should commit to one of their three ideologies yeah. of will will you uh you know um uh give in to uh the status quo and let the powers that be control things will you uh make this bid for uh, a, a new power of a new people to authoritatively control the world? Or will you oppose uh, the status quo to help out the the downtrodden and the oppressed uh, uh, mm. to, to kind of, like, take control of the world? And the fact that he fucking chumps it out and floats away into space never to be seen again... My is work here like, is done. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fitting way to end his arc for this. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> And yeah, it just, it makes me, I am curious 
and I would be in. I it would be interesting to me if we do not see anything of Shar in. Do- and I kind of honestly don't expect because I feel like I would have heard rumors of the fine if Shar had any kind of role in Double Zeta. So, but I'm just kind of interested to see if it mentions that at all or what the hap fuckings. This is a thing. The there there are production things that I can tell you right now so that you don't get your hopes up for one thing or the other if you <laughs> want me to. I mean, <laughs> like... But if you also just want to experience Double Zeta, you should just experience Double yeah, Zeta. Yeah, <laughs> like, tell, tell me off air if... I'll ask you off air if I want to know. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, and it's like, it's interesting in that um, Char in 0079 was like, oh, the Red Comet, best pilot, hell yeah. Um, but here... And that was like his individual par was just being very good at robot. But then mm-hmm. here, you know, there's Camille to be very good at robot. There's fucking Emma to like, he's not that much better at robot than everyone else. But his individual power comes from the institutional affiliation of the fucking, I guess, Daikun family as an institution, as a faction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, he still wields individual power as, I don't know, there's, I just feel like there is a thesis in Zeta and in robot anime in general about personal power, uh, factional power. Maybe that'll be your next video. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do feel like my next video might be about uniforms. Um, please. Jesus Christ, please. I would love for that. <laughs> yeah, I've just walk, been thinking walk a lot fashion, about baby. uniforms. Especially when... Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to make the fucking video. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing <laughs> else to say, really, about Cool Robots uh, before ranking. Uh, Max, unless you want to say anything else, I can give y'all a nice palate cleanser. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, 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 uh, do a nice star wipe. What do you got for us, Colin? So, uh, Sarah, you brought it up earlier. I, I had mentioned a long time ago. Oh, fuck! About a story I should tell you guys. And I think I intended to tell you guys this, uh, during the, during the episode where they, they get the letter from Kai of, uh, Quattro, he is a Char. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but this is, uh, this is an embarrassing story from my senior year of high school. Oh, good. Um, So I, I was definitely firmly into Gundam at this point. I had not actually seen Zeta though. Um, but I was, I was in the fandom. Uh, like I, I think I owned DVDs for 0080 and 0083. Like I had seen, uh, Shars Counterattack. I want to see, I had seen, I had seen the, uh, mobile suit. Gundam 0079 movie trilogy at this point too um and like watched like all of Seed at this point like a bunch of other stuff but like um you know I was I might have even seen 8th the mess team I can't remember but I was in I was in I was into Gundam um and uh, uh the meme of the kind of like uh the screenshot of the letter that uh Kai hands over to Amuro uh was was going around the internet again um mm-hmm. And, you know, being being in the year 2006, 2007, uh, it means that I had read the uh, most of the plot of of all of Gundam on Wikipedia, like most people had. Um, and so was generally aware of it and thought it was funny and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so also, I had been dating this girl. Uh, originally, um, she was just a friend of mine. 
uh, I had asked her out to prom because I needed a prom date and like knew her and like mm-hmm. generally got along with her and liked her. Um, and like, uh, you know, she was like, yeah, sure. Let's go to prom. Um, and we decided like, Hey, you know, if we're going to go to prom, let's just hang out more. just to get, get to know each other more. And then like all things in high school that progressed awkwardly into us dating without us ever actually saying we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was a little back and forth and fraught because we were idiot 18 year olds who didn't know how to talk about how we felt or what we wanted out of a relationship or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, she was pretty straight edge. Um, and I think the reason that ultimately we broke up and she stopped talking to me was, uh, after prom at our after prom, which uh, was basically they had they had set up all of, like the our the middle school for our area, which was just down the street from our high school, as like a big like party area. Like there were activities everywhere, and you know there was like trivia, and we, like we were the class of 007, so of course it was like James Bond like casino themed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, very distinctly. Uh, I remember I had, uh, I was mostly hanging out with her and her friends, but, uh, my, uh, there was always a, a karaoke competition at prom every, and me and my friends really wanted to do, uh, Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper to try and win it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And so, like, I split off from them to go with my friends to do our karaoke entry, hung out with them a bit more, and then went back, uh, to hang out with my date. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I can get on a tangent, um, and also it was very late at night and I had had a lot of caffeine, um, and she hadn't seen me for like 30 to 45 minutes, but something came like, you know, we were all into anime and something came up about anime. And so I told them the, the, the joke of Quattro, he is a char of like, you know, a quick kind of like run up of like, this is, this is the situation it's mm-hmm. the you see this this funny uh badly tr- translated english on a letter on screen ha 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 uh looking back on it i was talking like of i was like had so much caffeine in me like had been awake for so long was like running on so many endorphins of being around this girl that i liked <laughs> that i was like talking a, like a mile a minute and i'm pretty sure that she thought that i went off and did a lot of cocaine and came back and that's why she stopped <laughs> talking to me <laughs> For the record, I've never done cocaine in my entire life. <laughs> oh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Not even once. Uh, that, that, oh that, really, that, 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 didn't, that didn't go where... I don't know where. I, I wasn't expecting it to go anywhere, but it wasn't there. Thank you, Colin. Oh, that was good. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Yeah. What a nice power clan. <laughs> oh, let's wreck well. some robots. Let's yeah. rank some robots. I am now sharing my screen. I am looking directly at it. We are looking at my screen. So oh God, I, I have. Oh, a, I am looking yeah. respectfully. I'm going to see if I can zoom in a little okay, bit. Okay, I can. I, I recognize the bind too by Kanye West. Um. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we are looking at our our tier list. We're looking at all of the the robots from Double Zeta. That's just a Rick Diaz. Why is that there? Get it's that thing Zeta. away from me. Or, or from Zeta. Well, here. Okay. All right. This is what we're doing, folks. You listened to this before. We're going to rank them collectively. This is our official Wow Cool Robot Zeta Gundam 
mobile suit rankings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, Haro's not on here because Haro is like un- unrankable. Yeah, we, yeah. We Haro is Haro tier. Yeah, Qu- Quadruple S tier. Impossible yeah. to beat. Rick DS, how do we feel? Fine, I guess. Just it, put it in D tier. I don't really right? care. I Yeah, it's it's solid B tier. I like it, but it's not like solid amazing. Solid B tier? You, you I, could, yeah. I yeah. think it's a C to me, so that averages out. Put it, put it's, it in it's C. Fine, it's like, right? I don't. Yeah, it's like, in C. It's fine. I would be, I would be, I would be okay with it being C, but I might fight for other things to be underneath it harder now. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and this is in order of appearance, by the way. So oh, okay, next okay. up, we have Gundam Mark II Titans colors Cop because D. there's a difference. Here's the thing, Sarah. It looks so much better in Titans colors. <laughs> yeah, the thing is. It looks really good in okay. Titans colors, unfortunately. So, so this is, we're not ranking them on any kind of plot relevance. It's just appearance and how, no, we this are is the WoW Cool Robot. No, we are ranking them on WoW Cool Robot. Segment yeah. of WoW, okay. There's yeah, one, yeah. there is one criterion and it is WoW Cool Robot. Okay, excellent. Put it in B. I uh, think, yeah, no. B, B is, no, I think this up, is, it's, it's C for cop tier. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but Colin, it's divorced from meaning. It's just the robot itself. Yeah. And it's cop colors. <laughs> like <sighs> this is, this is beyond it being the cop Gundam. Also, if we're just looking at the robot, no, Na- uh, Na- navy blue nothing. I have to drive around a fucking military town looking at like navy blue cars with Punisher stickers all over them all the time. Okay, Fuck okay. This mobile suit, it is C tier. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Let's put it. Let's put it below Rick Diaz. All right. Okay. Okay. So, are we so, good with that? Yeah, I'm yeah. good with it going in C tier. Um, as long we'll as the, the other version of the other color palette swap doesn't go any, does not go above it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, um, okay. All right. Next up is the GM two D tier. Just fuck. I don't yeah. know. What yeah. Fuck it is. this. This thing sucks. It's just the GM, but like sprite color. Who cares? The the worst part about it is it really does feel like you took the original 0079 GM and you uploaded it into RPG Maker and you and just did the hue shift. Yeah, you did the hue shift because it's so <laughs> green. Look it's at how so green it, it is. It's really weird. I don't care for it. Yeah, this thing sucks. Um, next up the Hyzak. I hate it. Really? really? I hate I the like Hi-Zack it. so much. I like the Hyzak. I do not like it. Uh, I just, I think it's a good is this, evolution of Zaku that isn't too much. This is, so that they're Zaku's and they've got the kind of Gundam-esque torsos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've the, got the little, um, they've got like the pokey shoulder thruster bits too. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the part I don't like about them. Mm. They are, what do you think, like, Sarah? That is interesting to me. But I mean, it's not interesting to go above a C tier. Yeah, I think it's still in C. I, I think I I want to put it in D tier, but I can take it at the bottom of C right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bottom of C. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Galbaldi Beta. I hate um, it. It's no ugly. idea what this, this is. Thing, this thing sucks ass. <laughs> okay, I'll take this your is the, This is the worst mobile suit in Zeta to me. Cool. I hate its stupid head. All right. So here's the question: Gundam Mark II AU colors. Are we going to rank it? This is this is my proposition. We're gonna rank it one rank below Titans colors because Titans colors look cooler, but they're still cop colors. We can't rank it high, but I think it's more interesting than the regular Gundam tricolor, even if it's a bit darkened of a tricolor. What do we think? I would rate it above, but I understand that this is we are a this is a partnership, mm-hmm. so I will accept it being beneath the the cop colors. What do, what do you what do you think, Sarah? Do you think it should go above or below? Titans colors. I feel like I got like I feel like I've been put in a tiebreaker position where I mm, 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 mm. okay let me just kind of like do like a quick so I'll close my eyes picture them both in my mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goth Gundam wins yeah okay good goth Gundam wins sorry Colin 
You'll, your, your day will come. It's, um, it's okay. Yeah. Next up, something we can all agree on. S tier. Absolute S tier. S tier. Okay. Sorry, you're, you've been outvoted. It's, Two no, S's no, against I, one A. I said A tier, and then I did remember then you, then you that thought about it. there's the Gunpla version of it where it is like metallic shiny and it looks incredibly cool. So And also, you, Bazooka! I, bazooka! Mega Bazooka! Mega Bazooka! Mega bazooka. I'm and pretty has, sure you can buy a gold-plated version of this of this gunpla. Yeah, that does that. That sounds, you know. Thank you for your services to capitalism, Hyakushiki. Also, <laughs> thank you for having the 100 emoji uh, tattooed on both your shoulders. Very, very cool of you. Very fun and sexy. <laughs> um, we're calling yeah. them emojis. Like we're calling them emojis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is the Marasai. Who? Which is the Mar- the Marasai's are they look they look to be a little bit evolved from Hyzax. They have the big sort of Kabuto helmets. They're red. They look like crabs. Um, I'm gonna let me just do. This, this was the one that uh, Yazan tried to throw out of an airlock, right? This is the Marasai, Sarah. I is it is it is is, is the screen share showing the Google yeah? The, I right am now? looking yeah. at it. I don't. I don't. I, I guess I think fine. this thing looks it looks at least cooler than a high sack, right? There's nothing Here's... here that sparks like I don't hate it, but it just doesn't spark joy to me. Not like if I'm thinking cool robot, this is not going to be what I'm thinking of. I'm putting it in D tier in my mind. Um, I don't okay. I don't have a super big opinion about what rank to put it in. I will say it's my favorite of the grunt suits. Uh, okay. So I, I kind of want to put it in C or B. <clears throat> Let's. Let's put it in B for now because nothing's been in B yet. Yeah. Okay. And we'll move we it around. Move it we'll if, move it around. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So B. Nemo. I don't know what that is. Do we care about the Nemo? The I Nemo is the AU version of the GM, basically. I like, I that like we it find slightly it. more than the Hyzak, but I could take it below the Hyzak. No, I can I, yeah. Even, I, I, I can think, even take I think it as about, the top of D tier. It's about equal to the Hyzak to me. Yeah. Let's put it. Let's top, put it. I'd say above top Hyzak. of D tier. Top of D tier. Because we've got so much in C tier already. We need some shit robots. Okay. Yeah. 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 Top of D tier. Um. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to the fun stuff. The Masala, which is the purple Starscream-looking thing that we first saw Paptimus fly when Char tried to hit it with a Mega Bazooka, and oh, it missed. it was large and chunky. And yeah. it, was, it was very cool. Here, I'll show you the um, full... Um, I do... Now that, now that I'm thinking about this it... This dude. I do... Like, this it guy was looks the, sick. It was one of the first, like, very transformable ones. Like, it was a transformable yes. one we saw before we went down to Earth and saw the tangerine that we love. He does yeah. have the most wicked high heels in the world. Oh, oh fuck, this thing yeah. has crazy like 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 oh my god it's like a 10 foot high heel um this is i like it yeah let's, let, let's let's look at the transformed version too yes 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 yeah, yes yeah, yeah, um yeah. Oop, gotta I, gotta get both we gotta get both so the transformed version the way it tucks in is very nice i like the triple thrusters on yeah. both mm-hmm. ends of the back they look powerful i like how it sticks yeah. kind of sticking out at the bottom yeah, yeah got a red got rocket dicky, um, um this thing i think this is either b or a to me I, i'm gonna go b because yeah I would go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go A. I think I'm gonna go A on Let's, it. Okay, it'll for a, now. But first I will require if we need more room in A, we'll move it on to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Ashamar. Ashamar time. D tier. Absolute A-tier. fucking A-tier. dick tier. Put it in that <laughs> fucking D. <laughs> dick ass inner tube tier. Colin. Fuck it. <laughs> Colin, he's a special boy. He's a circular he like friend. A, he looks like a prawn he's in the little thumbnail little I have. He's a little child that I just want to put him in my mouth, but I'm not big enough. <laughs> Don't cut that out of the show. <laughs> I just want to 
Well, not that we need to know what the ASMR looks he like. He looks again, like so a little. Know, he looks like a lifeboat. And I would what like could to be not be seeing it right life. now. I would well, like to not be looking though. at it. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> tell you what, Colin. Compromise. I say we're gonna put it. Okay. The compromise can be. How about between Mark II and Hyzak? Not is that okay? C tier. C tier. I want to put it higher too, Sarah. It's but I think we need to appease. Sarah, I'm appeasing Colin because I'm going to need to be a piece later. I know you're going to here, need to be a piece later too. Okay, here is here is the um, he, here is the compromise that I'll give you. Okay, you can put it in B tier, but the Rick DS has to come in front of it. Okay, okay we're gonna so we're moving. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Okay, there all we right. go. All right, okay, all right, there we go. Gaplant. A tier, A tier. Is love that the tri- I love the triangle, triangle boy. He's yeah, he's made of triangles. Uh, look at him. Oh, <laughs> is that the thing. one that does you know you had to do it to impose when it transforms? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. A tier. That is a lucky Luciano. Do we like it cooler than the Masala? I think Amthal's a little bit cooler. I uh, I mean, does the, if the Masala did lucky Luciano pose, then I'd put it, but does hmm. it? I, okay. I, I hate, I, you know, I hate to say it as much as I think that the Masala's a better design. It does not do the lucky Luciano pose. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. There's really no way to argue against that. That's fine. Um, okay, here we go. S-tier. Psycho Gundam, Mark 1. S-tier. Damn, What's- boy. Large. Damn, he boy, thick. he thick. He th- That's a thick-ass boy. boy. He what do we thick, think? he brutalist, he large, he traumatizes girls. What could be better than this? S-tier. This is, yeah, I have I think I've, like, fully come around on Psycho as an S-tier robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Kyakushiki's cooler, but Psycho yeah, Gundam I, is I still agree, but sick as hell. Yeah, Psycho Gundam is fucking sick as hell. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go, Our baby. Our boy. It's Zeta Gundam. He said that it's the name of the name of the show. Mmm, roll credit, Cinema Sins Ding. He turns into a Dorito. Dorito! So His Dorito I, is gamer chair colored. I, I will say this. I have, every single time I see Zeta, it looks cooler and cooler to me to the point where Zeta is S tier to me personally. I, I, I think as far as everything we have, Zeta should be at the top of S tier. I think that it's weaponry is really cool i think it's a really cool design i think it's a really cool follow-up on the devil 79 gundam i think it's one of the only mecha to pull off like basically two different color schemes between like the the tricolor and then also the black and red backpack mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i love this design so much yes it's Sarah? fine let's put it below psycho then it's at the I think no, I, no. If you if 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 you if you if Yuzins want to put it at the top of it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against it. Um, I do I do want to put it at the top of S, but you have made a very good point of um uh the fact that the Psycho Gundam is four times its size and we're obsessed with. It. Yeah. Yeah, I think I. Okay, think okay, it, okay, 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 okay. Huh. I think that wherever what it's gonna be an S tier somewhere. That's fine. Wherever yeah. everything else in S tier lands, we should not separate them. <laughs> they have to be together. They have, they to, have be to be together. beside each other. Yeah, cannot um, do not add, separate. Yeah, I added this. So this is Super Gundam, right? Who? I yes. added this only because I think it looks worse with the backpack on because the color schemes clash so much. Oh no, I think it looks so much better. This is one of my mm. favorite designs. I think it's S tier. I know that. I know that oh. you guys aren't going to agree. Can you? But can you show uh, me I've a made a lot of, of compromises. Oh yes, so please. Far. Yes, Maximilian, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is super. Uh, that's a bad photo of it. Um, oh. Can I get like a single good photo? Here we go. That's Super Gundam. I love it. I love the silhouette. Um, I, I love it. It's um, got a big gun. I like the fine. color separation. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate really, really, really big shoulder pads, and this does remind me of that. Um, so I'm willing to put it above, you know, 
regular Aug colors Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, how? Ba- let's go, go back. Go back to that tab. Real so quick. like at least B tier. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think the uh the best image of it in MIO um is oh it disappeared oh damn how is it it's it's it like the... a it's like a bit of official art that like gets thrown around a lot that just like has a better kind of like like really like gets the movement and silhouette of it oh oh uh right at the bottom in the middle huh. uh um, the yeah uh, this one? uh yes that one i this think one. Uh, yes I think that really because that's like that's like from the show. I feel like that really right. conveys how how thick of a big shouldered boy it is. I, I, have... I okay. I do like stupidly large impractical weapons. Okay, so I think. <laughs> Listen, folks. It is just the regular Mark II Gundam with a backpack. Like the, it's st- it is still the, a, a it is still the same robot. A backpack for is applesauce. Listen, sometimes a sometimes a bag just really brings an outfit. Okay, together. you know what you sold me? Sometimes accessories do make an outfit. Put it in A tier. <laughs> Let's put it in A tier. Yeah, okay. Right. Thank you. Let's put it in A tier. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Gabthle. This is the one that looks like That's a fly. That's olives, right? Yes. Yeah. I do like olives. Olive boy. It's like hard to... And, and this is the one that the, the armor mode has, like, the nasty claws. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the Gabithlay. I love the really dark brown and drab green with, like, the bright yellow bits on it. I think Gabithlay looks sick as hell. You this see, is... Max, you're saying the word drab, and then you're asking me to love this robot, and that is... I can't... Mm, okay. Um, yeah. This is my favorite suit of this show. Doubt. Really? Yes. But also, remember, I walk around in a 1970s Army-Navy deck jacket constantly, so... Yeah. Listeners, if you want to like, hear more about that jacket, you should listen to my podcast on pick. Yeah, um, remember that one? And and just, like, the like the curves to it are so nice, like, the big shoulders. Um, like, it's... It definitely, like, feels in line with, like, like Xeon mobile suit aesthetics, but it's also probably the closest thing to um, the, like, aliens and trotty designs of Macross. I love this suit so much. So it's, like, absolutely this is my a favorite really suit good one. I am going to yeah. say a thing, which is dunking on the suit, and then Max is going <laughs> to up the tier, because it look look this looks, kind of looks like a cicada. It does. <laughs> it's a bug. It's a bug boy. Yeah, okay, Max put it in S tier. <laughs> Okay. Yep, put it in S tier. I would, it. I would put it in front of Hyaki Shiki, but I can live with this. Uh, no, here, absolutely there. not. I w- there we go. There okay. we go. There Fine. we go. Abo- okay. Above Psycho, below Hyaki Shiki. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care for this robot. There's nothing that makes me pog about it, partially because it is olive green and I'm just, and it's like, it's like looking at a bowl of olives, but I can't eat them. But <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, Sarah. When we get to the Humbarabi, you'll your day will come. Yeah. Um, Methus. Uh, 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 top top best robot. I love its big pingy. I love. <laughs> I love its big, big hog. It's. Got... I love its. Its armor form is really cool too. Yeah. yeah, it's. It is the most inventive transformer. It looks like a Gundam. dart. Yeah, like yeah. it. It really sells the idea that it's a pr- like it's a like prototype transforming mobile suit. I it it's great. Mm. Like this love is. To see it. It's def. It's like we've talked about like a lot of robots. I think. Mm, well, even even aside from the ASMR, it's kind of in its <laughs> ASMR trans. I couldn't remember, but uh, never mind. In its uh, in its humanoid untransformed state, it is the least kind of humanoid shaped. Like it's just so weird looking. And the cool. proportions are very wild on this. Yeah, one. yeah. I think I, I think either top of A or bottom of S to me. Yeah, yeah. I would say top of A. Top of A. I'd say bottom of S. But all right. Well, well, Sarah, it's Kate Bush time now. Oh hell yeah. Um, we are talking Hombrabi, about the Hombrabi. It's me. I've come home. 
I am so neutral on this robot. Um, where do y'all want it? It's mo. <laughs> its armor form is like okay. Okay, it looks it's like mobile suit form. It looks like a stingray, one of the best yes. sea creatures there is. Like mm-hmm. this mobile suit could tragically kill Steve Irwin. And I, I would, would cry, This mobile suit could tragically kill Kats Kobayashi. I would like this mobile suit so much better if it didn't have the wings. The wings seem completely useless. The wings make it. Hey, Which, didn't we just never, discuss how it's an a, unnecessary it's a fucking accessory? It's space mobile suit. It never flies in the actual atmosphere. It doesn't need the wings. They don't, if it they, didn't have the wings, Colin, it wouldn't look like a stingray. I think it would be better without the wings, personally. I understand that my opinion is wrong. Are we here to talk about functionality? No, we are here to talk about wow, cool wings. Wow, cool Kate Bush 1979 tour outfit. I think the silhouette would be better. This is a cool image. Look at this, guys. Oh, our panty shot. (laughs) Thank you for showing me an image of a girl version of the Humbabi with sexy Gundam girls. We we are looking at uh, a dark magician girl version of the Hamrabi. It is okay, using like the it. yo-yo as a tentacle in one of them. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to click away from this one. I'm looking at it for too long. Um, Robbie? <laughs> okay, consider, because I, I know we wait, I know we said we weren't going to, yeah, Yazan pilots it and does cool war crimes in it. Mm-hmm. The, what, what I'm willing to you... put it in A tier for you, Sarah. Thank you, Colin. I have, I have conceded putting the gabfly in S tier, even though that was through my own hubris saying it looked like a cicada, but I demand this robot go in A tier, at least at the bottom of A tier, and that is conceding a lot. I I will you know? I will be okay with any any position in A tier. Yeah, you know what, Sarah? Just for you, I'm putting Rennison in the Methus. Hey! Like, is 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 this good? Is this I am right? satisfied. Okay, good. Gaza C. What a goofy boy. <laughs> what a weird goofy boy. This thing, I I look at it and I feel like I can't fully like wrap my head around it because of the like did we see the this? way its torso. This is Haman's billion fleet. Yeah. This is what they look like close up? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> weird? They're so That's... strange. It looks like a Pez suspension. so much better transformed. It, like... it does look like a Pez suspension. Yeah, the transformed version is, like, a lot sicker. I mean, it also um, looks like a Pez suspension. <laughs> yeah, it, like, what bothers me about it is that its body, it's like... Where's its titties? The weird... The weird gun cannon, well, that's one titty right there, and the other is hollow. Okay. The weird cannon thing is, like, the torso, so it looks like the like its legs, and then the weird cannon that goes into its back, and then the top half is, like, a, just a tube attached to it. I don't really care for it, this thing. Yeah, like, 90% of the time when I look at it, I think that the little tube is a spine running from the torso to the, the pelvis, yeah. and that nothing uh-huh. else is connected. It just looks yeah, sort of I, incomplete. What's the... Is Rayman the video game where the little... It's a Rayman, isn't it? Oh my god. Has... You got it in one. No, okay, okay, no, but like, that's the one where the floating hands. Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's Rayman. Okay, okay. I wasn't ex- entirely sure that I was talking about yeah. the thing I was talking about. But yeah, it's just kind no. of bits floating and they don't... They're not sufficiently connected to make a good design. Mm-hmm. I think this is like C tier. It's more interesting than all the losers in D yeah, tier, but it, I feel like it it's still pink. not cohesive enough to get higher than that. It is pink and therefore effectively it uses purple. girl power. You know? Yeah. Obviously. Um, well, we can't separate those I, I would put it above the Hyzak, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Barzam. Barzam is such a round hole. boy. The Barzam is wearing mom pants and I love it. <laughs> the Barzam is a short king. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got its yonic apparatus and its cockatoo I crest. It's, I quite like it. It's... It does have a cockatiel crest, it's doesn't funny. it? I love its weird head too. Yeah. I wish, it's I weird, wish, like yeah. it's it's a mono eye camera looks bloodshot somehow. <laughs> yeah. This robot is high. I this wish robot they... has had so much space weed. 
I wish they made more mobile suits that looked like this because he's just he looks like he's ready to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he looks like his name is Kyle and he's had too much Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's had too much caffeine and his girlfriend's gonna break up with him because she thinks he's the longest trader. He looks like he uses a Call of Duty aimbot. <laughs> I like this guy, he's a little freak. Let's put him in B tier. Yeah. yeah. I, I think underneath Ashmar. Uh Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, DJ, the DJ. Ugh, it's he's yeah. This thing looking. is a. I like oh the I, one I, the that Amuro gets. Yeah, the one that Amuro gets. The teal does not look as good to me as most other teal suits do because got, it clashes with that really dark navy. Look yeah. at it, no, I, I do like his little mini skirt. Yeah, but he's got the weird tummy, and his face is an old man face. It looks like it. It looks like he. Mm, I'm gonna regret saying this. It looks like he tucked his boner. <laughs> It, it looks like if Amaro got a beer belly between now and double It's like the opposite of how Trump stands. <laughs> like Trump stands angled forward, his arms were forward. The DJ is like fully like torqued angled back in like a perverted power stance. I, uh, I feel like the, is there an SD DJ? Can we look that up real quick? Because oh, I, fe- I feel like it's going to look like, um, uh, oh God. Mm. Hard to tell. Yeah, like, it's sort of, mm. I was hoping it was going to look like, uh, God, what's his name from Always Sunny? Uh, what? The, the tiny man. The tiny man we all love. Frank. Um, uh, Frank Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his actor's name. I feel bad. Da- Danny DeVito. Yeah, he looks like Danny. Yeah, uh, the SD DJ looks like Danny DeVito to me personally. Well, that's a, cool a little bit. Little model, okay. But... He's, a little, he's a little chunkster. Yeah. I like, think. Um, oh, okay. Huh? I, I um, Okay, so, like, I. <laughs> The DJ is quite, it's endearing to me. Just, I like the, I like wings. I like unnecessary wings. Um, which, if you, you ask know, me, all of wing was unnecessary. <laughs> so it it feels in like a similar design vein to the Hamrabi that we all love, um, but in a different tier. So I would request that you put it in the same kind of position, parallel to the Hamrabi, but at a different tier, either B or C, whatever. Um, I'm thinking, okay, let's put, yeah, okay. We're going to put it in B tier, directly below Hambrabi. Yeah. Bet- between the Marasai and the um, Rick Diaz. Because I think it is just interesting to look at. Yeah. I would actually say, I would say put it in C tier, if only for the fact that that would separate the two Mark II Gundams, and we cannot have that. <laughs> Do not separate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bjarland. Y'all top, know how I feel about the Bjarland. Top of D. Top of D for me. I do not like top this. Top of D? I do not like this John Cena looking man. Oh, the one with the really wide stunts. This is this is the wide boy, Sarah. This is this man with the Trump hands. Okay, okay. This looks like um, uh, Max. You weren't on the episode of Pot of Green that we recorded in which uh, Hayato GX slash Chumley's dad came on, but this looks like if uh, Chumley from GX's dad was a robot because that character has mm. shoulders that are thrice the width of its torso. Oh my god, yeah. His forearms are as wide as his waist. It's insane. I'm um, now realizing his armpits have thrusters in them, and I like it even less. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that's inventive. It's, look, you gotta air yourself out somehow. Yeah, that, it puts the vent you, you don't in like inventive. His, you, don't like his, you don't like his multiple dick vents? I don't like it. No, I don't like anything about this suit. What about his gigantic butthole? <laughs> Oh, and his kind of like persona Paul ass looking feet. He has like testicle heels. This guy's so stupid. I love how stupid it is. I love how stupid it is. Um, I think, okay, you know what, Colin? I'm going to say 
Can we put it okay. at the top of C tier? And that means we can gonna... slot the, the DJ <laughs> in behind it. Okay, yeah, we'll do a strategic sort of move around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there, no, I all could, right. All right, yeah, there, I agree with fine. that. Uh... All right. Now we're starting to get into, like, the the real shit robots because we have Boundock up next. Okay, I would put this robot above Hyakushiki. This this thing is cooler than Hyakushiki, I think. Oh, um, hmm. I have to disagree, but I will... You know, it does. It is a teapot. It does. It does do the thing where it it's, stands. It's an avocado. It does a- have avocado. ass for days. It's got it. It's got the dump truck butt. Uh, yes. It's and the thing is, for having such a dump truck ass, it's so graceful looking in its design. Can we look at pic- so, Can we look at pictures like, of it? Please? Yes, yes, yes. I just want to see. I want to see pictures. Show me pictures of the bond dock. <laughs> okay, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> look at that. See, it's look at it. It's got the weird claw arm and the weird punch arm. Like it is so weird and funky and festive. I love it so much. It's got a little pointy I, I nose. Look at wish. his stupid ass. Look at how stupid <laughs> this is. Look at his little eye poking out at the top. The mobile armor form. See, this is a robot that looks elegant and graceful in its own way when it is fully transformed out when it is in iron mode when it is in leg mode there's just so much going on here this hey, that's cool that okay. is cool i'm not not that's it that's it that's a gundam gijink i can get behind yeah. yeah it does you know come to think of it uh now that i can see that like somebody has it in line with their Almeth on screen it does look like it it looks like if you combine the Almeth with the um uh, the big Zam. And I do... Yeah, that makes yeah. me like it more, yeah. honestly. Did you know... Well, okay, okay, Colin. I don't know if you knew this. The prototype um, Cubelay is literally half Cubelay, half Elmeth. <gasps> or, or half big Zam, half Elmeth. Oh. What? I'm just going to do this right now live on air. Yeah. Oh. What? I love Whoa. it. Look how sick that is. It's got hooves. That's... Who? That's a lot those are, like... Um, those are hooves, you bitch. Uh, that's a lot like a, a suit that y'all are going to get in ZZ that I think you guys mm. are going to like a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a fun aside. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, all right. uh, Bondock earned that S, S rank position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's something that none of us can disagree on. Absolute... Top of S. Top of yeah. S. Yeah. Top of yeah. S. Cubelay, unbeatable. Yep. What if your dump um, truck ass was filled with uh, a Wario pill? Yeah. Actually, actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I don't know about for for oh, it's, this, it's got to be pink. It's got to be pink. Yo, no, don't oh. worry, don't worry. <laughs> for this space pope, I would be Catholic. <laughs> Cubelay's in the I'm with her tier. Excellent, excellent. Um, does that wait, the ball and no, the uh, is huh, the huh. I'm with? If Haro is above S tier, is Haro in the I'm with her tier? No, Haro is above I'm with her tier. Okay. Ha- yeah, ha- Haro's with like I'm with her times five. Okay, 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 great, great. Just, just I'm just with Har. I'm with Har. He's in the, he's in the I'm with Har tier. Har. Um, Ball, sa- ball smack Semolina. Oh, do you like a disco head? Hi, Haro. Yeah, disco head. Do we care? Oh, uh, yeah, we care? I like uh, disco No, head. I don't like it. I would I I like to be funky. I could accept I it in B tier. Bottom of B tier. Yeah, bottom B tier. B- below Bar Sam. Yeah. Palace Athene. This thing is a lot. I'm it is. pull it up because it's a lot. I really like it. It's also made of gender, but we're going to ignore that. It's made of gender, but look at all the bits. Also, I know, it's bits. got cool so many wings. cannons. It's got a buckler on one arm. It's, um, it has sprite color scheme. It has it's, Adidas it's got yellow racing stripes, stripes on its leggies. Yeah. What if it's a like robot a, had sweatpants? Uh, what if a robot had a tracksuit? <laughs> you could paint a Mini Cooper to look like this and it'd look good. Yeah. yeah. Also has a gaping hole out back. Yeah. Truly just one for running off the slough, hey? 
Um, I think uh, I think A tier. Yeah, I would I would say top of A tier, but you Let's know, put it, we've got this new tier called I'm with her tier. Mm. What you think that devalues S tier? You think this is going to go in the bottom of S? Uh, uh, no, you're you, yeah top of A, top of A. I top of A. All right, put it put it above the Mathis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, hold on. But now we have to wait. Wait. No, 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 no. Besides, we, the... we have to realign the DJ in the Humbrabi. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Um, um. Uh, put put the the DJ behind the Rick Diaz. Put the. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I like how just the DJ is nowhere. Okay. All right. Next up, my p- favorite suit from Zeta Vo Patrick Star himself. Okay. Show me a picture season. of it. Look large and in charge. He is very thick. Is there a scale picture of it beside the Psycho Gundam? Um. It'll be smaller than Psycho by a bit. I think it's about half the size. I'm going to go to the wiki page Half real quick. the size? It's dead to me. Psycho, Psycho Gundam is 40 meters tall. The O is 28.4 meters tall. So I love it's how about you have that three memorized. quarters the size. <laughs> I, I looked it up quite a bit. Um, so yes, the O is about three quarters the size of, of Psycho. However, compared to... I'm looking at the O uh, next to my, uh, my real grade RX-78, and it is quite larger than that. <laughs> So the O is still very big. Let me see it again. It like it's what 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 is there here? Apart from the fact that it has four arms, which you don't really see in the show, which you don't see in any of these images. Look at it! It is very thick. It like it looks it, look so at how thick. thick him is. It's I, I, He's so can round. We look at this image. It's a watermelon. Look at this image of a, it's a watermelon poking into the O <laughs> where the cockpit is. Okay. This is a good I think image. based on this image we gotta bump it up a bit. <laughs> I would, um, uh, I would put it right below the Zeta. Personally. I will allow it to go in A tier, directly below the Zeta, but in tiers. Fine, that's fine. I'll be, I'll deal. Okay. Psych. Okay. Last but not least, Psycho Mark II. I'm with Bottom of a unit one of Gundam. Bottom of S. Bottom for of me. S. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. And look, oh no! And, and it now actually went into the end with her tier. Oh, what a oh. slip! <laughs> Zeta's right Oops. next to its sister. No, and I like it. I like yeah. 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 We've got a little. Uh, Z- Zeta has two hands so it can hold each of Psycho's hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Going over our list, I'm with her tier, Kublai. In- undeniable. <laughs> yeah. S tier, Boundock, Yakshiki, Gabthle, Psycho Mark 1, Zeta, Psycho Mark 2. Mm-hmm. A tier, Palace Athene, Methus, Hambrabi, Gaplant, Theo, Masala, Super Gundam. Mm-hmm. B tier, Marasai, Rick DS, DJ, Ashimar, Barzam, Balanok, Saman. C tier, Bjarlant, uh, Mark II Titans, Mark II Ayug, Gaza C, Hyzak, and D tier, Nemo, GM2, and Galbaldi. Cool. You happy with this? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Happy with this. I'm going to save this image. I'm going to download this image and I will post it later into our our own chat and then post it on the thing and I'll link it in the episode. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to stop sharing my screen so I can watch my replay of Final Fantasy VII later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, that was remake. Hey. Um, the, <clears throat> we. Our podcast surprisingly survived that process, but that was that went a lot better than I thought it would be. It yeah. did go a lot better, but I do need to ask the in the ultimate test of podcasting bonds. What is your favorite pasta ship? God, Sarah, you don't need to do this. Um, I have to look up the name of it real quick. Um, it's what is it called? I have to look up the name of it. Um, okay. Um, buddy, buddy, buddy. That's not the real name of it. Show me the name of this fucking pasta. If if Max or if Sarah, yes. either of you want to go first. Yeah, um, I just I I was hanging on the edge of my seat before saying the words I, conchile. Oh, you like the ones that look like shells? Yeah. I okay. I so my real answer is penne. And that is why I you're just pathetic. Love, 
I love those little I love those little tubes. But my other answer: Have you heard of a Italian designer named Giugetto Giugiaro? I have not. So he did a lot of car designs. He designed the DeLorean. Uh huh. He designed a lot of um a lot of different things. DeLorean like, you know, manufactured big, in Belfast, cars. by the way, from Gundam. Yeah. He this fool tried to make a pasta. This fool tried to make a pasta called the Voyello Marigia. Uh huh. And I'll post a picture of it. This thing is so stupid looking. Wow. It's like it looks like it almost looks like a three leaf clover, but one of the leaves is like cut in half. Yeah, it looks sideways. like you fucked up at making a a like a triple tube pasta is what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, pa- apparently the the design he's like this is designed to get the most amount of sauce stuck in your bits as possible, but it just didn't work and it was a failure. But I love the idea of like a meticulously designed shape of pasta. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just very good to me. Pasta. I am looking. So my real answer is penne. At the yeah, my- the schematic diet the pe- like the patent schematic <laughs> yeah. design diagram it's really funny with like angles like the words 90 degrees are in here and it's incredible this is truly the gold ratio of pasta yeah uh so um i have delayed long enough to look up uh my favorite pasta shape <laughs> we bought you time um yes thank you uh and uh, i will start this with um uh you know my my like as far as like pasta shapes that I can easily get, um, uh, orecchiette is probably my favorite. The ones that are like little bowls or helmets or whatever. Um, but like my absolute favorite pasta are uh, acine de pepe, which are the little like peppercorn sized like pasta balls. I love them so fucking much. I just uh, I'm a big rice person, and mm-hmm. rice that is pasta flavored is just the best thing in the world to me. Mm. But there's something different about them from orzo that just like a chini de pepe is just like yeah. I was gonna Mwah. say orzo sucks. <laughs> I don't care about orzo whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not with her. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, orecchiette as far as stuff that I can normally get from the store, but uh, uh, you know, give me that ball pasta. Mm. Ball. <laughs> yeah. Ball love, from Gundam. Yeah. Love from balls. Gundam. Um, ball from Gundam. All right. All right. Um, well, now that our bonds are st- as strong as Giuseppe Jara's fail pasta, I think it's time for our final segment of this week. That segment being, thank you, Colin. <laughs> that segment being mailbag time. We have asked our dear listeners and friends to submit questions over, you know, just regarding anything, you know, involving Zeta. And we are here now to talk about them. I shouldn't have clapped. That's probably not going to sound great. My audio. <laughs> That's fine. Just say it again. So, um, we can all, I think, I think what would work best is like going down from top and discord order, looping back around. We'll each read a question mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so we can all, you know, we can all ask them to each other. Okay. So Sarah, you start out, ask us our first question. So yeah, Cody asks of the cyber new types in Zeta, which are your favorites and which do you wish got more development? <sighs> it's hard to not say four, right? Um, yeah, I mean, four is, four is the favorite. It would have been nice if Rosamia got an arc that wasn't four's arc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We see Rosamia before we see four, right? Yeah, yeah she but does. for like Remember? five seconds. Like, <laughs> you Remember her dying? Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> you thought she died. I still think she might have, honestly. <laughs> uh, oh, who could possibly say? Uh, it's, it's all in the mind. Um, I kind of, like, part of me wants to say Gates. Part, half was a joke, half, like... I would like to know what his whole cyber new type deal is, how it's different from Force and Rosamia's. Yeah, yeah, because he's fucking boy. He's just, yeah, exactly. 
he, the fact that he's not a woman makes him treated so different from Zeta, like legitimately. So I would love to see what they had if they had anything planned for this cyber new type yeah. who's not a girl. Like they they will take cracks at like a Gates like character several more times. I do think that Zeta would have been better with more Gates in it though. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for him to like directly interact with Camille. God, I wish they would have ever spoken to each other. Like, I know. <laughs> It's Maybe like they could have been actual brothers. You know, gets the like gets the actual character who fucking cares. He's there for like ten minutes total, max, less even. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, what if there was a cyber new type that who wasn't intimately involved with Camille on an emotional level, um, or yeah, like what if what if hey what if there was like what if just what if there was this, like a cyber new type who who wasn't girl what if we had any kind of difference what if there was a person they could kill that wasn't a girl yeah but what (laughs) what a concept i don't understand the question i won't respond to it (laughs) yeah i don't know i it's like i i really like the idea of cyber new types and i feel like gates exist to make you think about the possibility of there being more of them but like again much like a lot of other concepts in Zeta, it's not explored enough. I do. Yeah. I will say I love his hair. I had his hair for a while uh, when I was cool first hair. when I was first growing out my baby side hair. I looked like Gates, and it's it's a good look. <laughs> he has like the fun sort of bangs that like that are like not longer than sideburns that aren't attached. It's a cool yeah. look. Mm-hmm. The, uh, cool like silvery like, hair. The other thing that like makes me really want to have seen more of Gates is there's something about about him that strikes me as like Garma adjacent, and I would God. Please. A, pr- a pretty boy who's been introduced only to be killed pretty yes. soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give, give Zates exa- or Gates exactly two more episodes and then, like, unmercilessly just slaughter him. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. Rick did one thing right. Um, yeah. 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 Um, next up, also from Kali. How differently do you think Zeta would have gone if Four had joined Ayug? Would Four and Fa get along? Would she put Wong in his place if he tried to correct her? Would Camille's fate be the same? I don't trust this show with any of that. Nope. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, Callie, I'm very sorry, but my answers to um, all of those except for four and fa is no. Uh. <laughs> like, like I think four dodged a bullet by not getting, not having to interact with the main cast. You know, honestly, you know, her fate as a cyber new type, as being tortured by the Kilimanjaro new type lab was, uh, she escaped having to be further written by the writers of Zeta. Yeah. Also, Zeta is fundamentally a tragedy. Like, there is it, it. There is no, like, you would have to completely rewrite it from the beginning if you wanted a happy ending for this show. Uh, and so, like, I I think, yeah, if, if 4 joins up with AU, I do, I do think that changes a lot, a lot of dynamics and stuff. But I think she's probably still going to die. Um, uh, Camille's probably still going to die. I think that... Like, Asterisk. W- Wong hitting her is just going to make her dissociate. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something that yeah. strikes me as well is I feel like I can't imagine for piloting a mobile suit that's not psycho. Yeah. I feel like she's so, like, in, like, so deeply tied to Psycho Gundam that the idea of her going out in, like, the Methus or a Nemo is, like, I can't, I almost can't imagine that. Partially because I've only ever seen her in Psycho, but also because of her new type training, I feel like might have like changed the way her mind sort of interfaces. Yeah, she's she, she's to gonna like that like get in a robot and be like, "What? I have to use my hands? What? I, yeah, yeah." What I feel panels? like I I mean, you know, I'm speaking more of what how the show would do, not how I would do. But yeah. like, I feel like 
what would work for four is for her not to be fighting and for her to just like stay on the argama and like help the crew out more but like you know ideally not in a way that makes it her, her funny haha woman but like i it's just I, uh, the unfortunate thing is that four's character is so inexorably tied to psycho gundam that i don't imagine it working otherwise and they can't dock psycho gundam in the argama right they, they're what are they gonna do like get a big old toe hitch yeah they just kind of hang it on the back on a string I think there uh, there is a way that you can make it work. Um, we'll, like I think for coming back with with because like I guess there's there's also two different points you could have her come back. She could escape with Camille like after her first arc, or she could come back after the Kilimanjaro arc. And I think the Kilimanjaro arc works better. And I think the way that you fully make that integrate and work is like having Camille taken out or otherwise put out of commission and then putting four in the Zeta Gundam oh. and then everything kind of works out that way as far oh. as like then she can be Fa's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. And, and that's that's the thing. I think four and Fa get along fine. I think if you if you introduce four into the Argama's ecosystem, Fa and Camille cannot get along. I don't yeah. think that er- I think the their relationship only gets worse if four Oh shows my god, up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's but, something that, uh, yeah. like, yeah, you just think about that and it's like, oof, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> if, if this show was about four, you could absolutely make this work. And maybe even a show about four could have a happy ending. But, um, yeah, I think Camille's not, not in this no matter world. what. <laughs> yeah, I think this yeah. is definitely a show that are like, mm, oh, two girls like the same boy. They have to hit each other. Like, I just don't want yeah. to sing it. Uh, well, and, you know, we can dream of the world where, uh, it starts out that way, and then Emma puts her arms around, uh, Four and Fa and says, what if you didn't like Bull? Yeah, yeah. Now that's the kind of show I want to see. <laughs> yeah! Gamma Gundam. And then the the answer to the, the last question, would Camille's be, be this, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Ab- yeah. Yeah, he's destined to, he's, he's destined to get scrambled. He's, he's boy child in war with the high empathy who feels every person's life slip from their body as he kills them. Like, nah, this kid, nah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, from episode one of Zeta, he started falling into yeah, a funnel. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. N- not, not that kind of funnel, but you know, the funnel where you get put out on one end yeah like i think i think we only have to look to the new translation movies to like have a clear example of why it just doesn't sell if it doesn't <laughs> yeah next yeah. question yeah um <laughs> next question yeah uh from cass what does quattro get camille for christmas what are you getting jared for christmas <laughs> i think quattro okay i mean i <laughs> <laughs> Quattro gets Camille one of those like hand grip. Oh my god! Things. I was gonna say wits. So, so, so he could like grip the handles of Zeta so much better to be able to pilot it better. Yeah. Like to me, he gets him one of like the gorilla ones that makes his hands so strong and thick. Like stuff again too. I was gonna say he gets some wits. Um. Protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> Mass gainer. A subscription to Pure Gym or whatever. <laughs> fucking they have in space. Um, I think I think he gets uh, Camille a copy copy of Vladimir Lenin's The State and Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> or oh no 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 what he he gets Camille a copy of What Is to Be Done. That's what he gets him. <laughs> oh my god. I think. Oh and and as for what I'm getting Jared for Christmas, it's a big bouquet of red roses, baby. Mm. Um, I'm getting him an ankle brace. <laughs> I'm getting him a Tinder Plus subscription. <laughs> I sign him up for Match.com as a gift. I'm getting him laid. Is, uh, hey! 
is there a dating website that it's exclusively for finding cougars? Newtypesonly.com. <laughs> Oldtypesonly.com. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely at oldtypesonly.com. <laughs> Oh god. Um oh. next question from is this fucking uh, yeah, Boo Boo Hasko J. This is Jay. I'm this not Jay. saying their screen name. Um <laughs> Jay asks, What is one of your favorite moments slash memories from Zeta? Something that stands above the rest in your mind. I have one answer. Hmm. Yeah. Uh Camille breaking down and crying in Ford's lap and when he just looks mm. up at four and there's he's doing Oh my god! Fuck shit! Fuck! Oh my god! Ow! Oof! My bones! Oof! Mm-hmm. Wait, like at the very end? No, like in the middle, like when they when he's about to leave Earth and right, like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like yeah, this yeah, was yeah. basic one of the first, like okay, like the fucking fourth or fifth time that they were in the middle of combat and they sure, get out sure. and go into each other's pilots and he's just like he just kind of uh uh. uh Releases all his feelings. Nearly so. I remember that ne- part. And nearly, and the words in my mind were just like all his feelings, and I was trying to think of a way, a different way to put that. Um, That's okay. Look, we, we've we've sinned enough at this point that it doesn't count against us anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, what what maybe struck me the most is in the Kilimanjaro arc when you see four for the first time, and how the entire time I'm just like Julia Louis Dreyfus, haha, what the fuck from Veep the whole time. <laughs> like I just like distinctly remember how unsettled I was. Where like the entire time I was like, this is not right. This should not be happening. Mm. I am made deeply uncomfortable by this entire situation. Mm. Like the fact that that got me so good with like four being alive and like quote unquote normal was like I was genuinely freaked out by oh, that whole yeah. part. Yeah. For me, I've I have two. Um, that I, I really can't choose one or the over the other. And the first one's kind of a cheat because it is every time that Quattro like does something with his sunglasses, like tips yeah. them down, takes them off. Because yeah. like yeah. just like Quattro Bagina's like like non-existent identity of like this unknowable person that you know it just lives rent free in my mind at all times. Um, and then the other one is Camille throwing Jared down the side of Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I will never yeah, ever it's, forget it's... that. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I love it and I'm also kind of mad that that and Camille doing the thumbs up are like literally the only Zeta gifts I can find on my gift keyboard. God. <laughs> it's just those two. Um the the one of uh of Quattro Bagina flying backward in the soup with uh the his sunglasses about to come off. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one pops up every so <laughs> yeah. often. Yeah. Cool. Um all right. Next up from Jojo F's in Discord. Given that the final episode of Double Zeta and the novel High Streamer, which Sark's oh. Counterattack is based on, released near simultaneously and were probably written in parallel, how much do you expect them to relate or be thematically consistent? Uh, and, and this is a question more of a prediction for Double Zeta, um, more for Sarah and I, since yeah. Colin, you know, Colin's probably rubbing their hands maniacally together right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, I um, have opinions and I will keep them to myself. Uh. I, I think my prediction... And this is based on what little I've heard. I predict that they will basically have nothing in common whatsoever. Like, I feel like Gundam is a franchise that is forever doomed to be just, like, mismanaged and not really kept in accord with itself. And I feel like that manifests in such a way when you're making simultaneous projects like that, you don't consult. And I feel like, I, I you know, as much as I hate to say this is what I think is going to happen, but I feel like there's just going to be no connection beyond what we extrapolate ourselves in the show in the podcast show i mean oh oh, oh, sorry um like uh, and again like as i said that i don't expect to see much char related content in double zeta 
Um, if only because when you Google Shar Aznable, you get three of them. Um, because I've been Googling Shar Aznable quite a lot because I've been looking at his outfit because I'm going to make it. Um, I like to see him. Yeah, yeah and, and you get three of them. And the fact that Shar 3 is from the um, movie Shar's Counterattack, which is a movie... Um, I've also, I'm also using this question as an excuse to talk about my Char predictions. Just the fact mm. that um, the place at which Char exits um, Zeta Gundam, where everyone's like, Char, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And it seems like, as a character, he's gone into a place where he may be able to make some conclusions about it and act upon them and pull some gamer moves. The fact that the movie Char's counterattack is a movie and is probably not longer than like two hours, probably does not seem that there is any way in which those questions or characteristics could be satisfactorily resolved, purely because it's a movie. That would probably be normal. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I'll say you guys are... <laughs> I, I think you will be pleasantly surprised for what you end up getting. Um, okay, I'm gonna also ki- the I'm gonna of, continue to kick my expectations in the dirt. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also with the with the additional damning note that you know, yeah, High Streamer and the last episode of Double, Double Zeta came out at the same time. Uh, Shards Counterattack and Double Zeta were in production at the same time as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, take that as you will. Um, yeah, it just right, kind of okay. it does seem like they put Shar in a little jar. A Shar jar, yeah. Shar Binks. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, we'll come back on for CCA, and I can give yeah. you my opinions about Double Zeta and CCA then. Uh, yeah, see y'all in March. Um, do we want to split? Next? Uh, do we want to split cast? It seems like we've got two kind of succinct. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's let's split it. Okay, so uh, Cass's next question is: What's your favorite outfit in Zeta? Uh, uh, right, hmm. Combo, easy. Sarah in the one episode. Yazan's unbuttoned half shirt. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, do, I mean, yeah. Can you I mean, the next one, Colin. Shut, hang on, I'm not finished talking about outfits. I there is a pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, shout out to Shar's uh amazing shirt that I made, and that you can go to gumroad.com forward slash Sarah costumes to buy a pattern of to buy a pattern off for free. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, that's very good, but like nothing, nothing will top Faz red alpine cowboy outfit. Oh God, Yifa, Yifa. I'm gonna to listen to that moment after this, the 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 um two of us song cut in. <laughs> yeah, God, we had a lot of good moments in this podcast. Uh, we oh, did. oh, the the cowboy uh, in the sky moment. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Uh, you want your next one, Colin? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Cass follows up with another question. Uh, how do you think Sayla would have factored into the story if her voice actor had been well? And Max and Sarah, uh, what do you think she's up to? I think she's simply vibing. <laughs> I think she's having a nice time sipping mimosas on the beach. I'm praying she's having a nice time sipping mimosas on the beach and not having any stress. Uh, what I actually think is that Sela could have been an opportunity to demonstrate another person doing things which perhaps either further or contrast the new type philosophy of um, good old Mr. Zeon. Um because mm. I think you know, I think the the show quite often is like, oh, these two people they parallel each other in interesting ways, and we can use them to compare and contrast. So I don't know you've got fucking like Char up in space doing war crimes, uh, and you know maybe Sela could have been down on Earth, being like, okay, what's the let's let's see, are there new types outside of war? I don't know. Like she could have been doing 
something that related to new type development. Um, but yeah, hmm. interesting that she was on Earth, so she could have been like maybe again paralleling environmentalist stuff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I th- I think for so. For me, Salen never really had anything to do with the whole Zeon Zum Daikun new type philosophy thing because yeah. she was so far removed from it because they were separated at such a young age and Shark remained in Zeon and Sela was with the Earth Federation. So I don't think she would be a fighter. You know, I don't think she'd be a new type lady on Earth. I feel like since she became such a proficient like pilot in 0079, I can definitely see her like on the front lines or like, you know, as some sort of like tactical general within Caraba, like straight up, like, you know, doing the fighting that needs to be done because a lot of Sela's thing is that like, I, I or not necessarily Sela's thing, but like, I feel like Sela's arc in 0079, like led her to be this really proficient fighter to the point where like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see her being like really high up that chain of command, mm-hmm. like continuing the fight against the Titans herself, not as just like, hanging out in a house with her gold bars that Char mailed her. <laughs> I, uh, not, not to say that, like, this show needs more complexity, but I think Sayla would have been uh, would have been a really good way to have a character on screen to show some of the political stuff that we don't see, to show, like, to be, like, a high-level Karaba person who's, like, interacting with Earth governments, to yeah. be somebody who's kind of, like on that kind of, like, Blex angle of being a politician in, like, the light of day and, like, supporting AU, like, in the shadows and, like, uh, you know, even just, like, if if her voice actress would have been well enough to even deliver, like, two lines to give us more, like, insight into what Char was feeling when that whole thing was going on yeah. uh, would have been fantastic. Um, And also, if I've really got to reach for the stars, what if we just, like, what if we clipped out Every like just all of Belter Chica and all of Belter Chica's lines and all of Belter Chica's motivations and interactions, and then just replace them with Sela. Yeah. What if there also, was just no Belter Chica and the things that Belter Chica says are I never visited every day? Ever. Okay, but does this does this does this still mean that Sela is fucking Amaro? Um. I no, like but I, I don't. I don't think like you can write Sela as fucking Amaro. I think you can write Sela as teasing Amaro okay, in yeah. kind of like a will they won't they way. Yeah. But like, no, let's leave all that Peltrichika shit just in the the trash uh-huh. bin of history. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they can have little romance as a treat, but that's it. Yeah. I guess fine if Sela really wants to. The yeah, hey, remember Peltrichika? I'm sorry to bring her up. Uh- <laughs> Who? <laughs> okay, the me truly the miho of Gundam. <laughs> I mean, listen, she did, like, some one cool thing at the end when she wore sunglasses in the car. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, in the car. Um, like, the other thing I want to say about Sailor, because, like, I can't fucking remember anything what, what Sailor's character was like. I've been watching Zeta, so my brain is fried. No Sailor anymore, only... Like, her... A lot of her character arc in 0079 was like, where is my brother? Is my brother here? What the pop is fucking is my... Like, it was very Char-related. So, you know, there would have been a lot of interesting stuff that could have been done by using Sela to confront Char with being the person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that there would have been some... So, like, yeah, if she did be doing political stuff, it's like, oh, well, look, your fucking sister's doing political, political stuff. She's not fucking around <laughs> trying to pretend to be a simple... Oh, just a simple country samurai. <laughs> you know, um, that again. It would have been very interesting to see Sela interact with Quattro Bajina specifically. 
or just act in ways that are parallel that we as the viewers can kind of like compare yeah. them would have been yeah. really interesting yeah. too yeah 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 i don't know i miss sailor yeah hope i hope i get to see her again what do i actually <laughs> think she's up to i don't fucking know like trading on the earth federation stock market or some shit i don't fucking know with her gold bars yeah she's just rich yeah having mansion collecting rent <laughs> oh no i'm sorry Sailor. yeah i would never do this to you uh who's next reading is it me it's you uh mr pajama shark man lucas uh thank you colin says uh what character do you wish we'd seen more of and also in tandem what character do you wish we'd seen less of i think we can answer these two together yeah yeah um obviously jared should have been the main character um <laughs> yeah more more jared i can't get enough of this boy yeah i know we said it more but... jared yeah yeah more jared less hankin yeah um <laughs> Uh, less Belter Chica. Uh... Less Belter Chica. I mean, I, d- I tentative to say that for the characters I dislike because it's like they definitely, like, I don't want to say less Amaro because he's so important, even though I don't yeah. like to see him. Um, Amaro was I... also in an appropriate amount of Zeta Gundam. Yeah. We did not, that, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I w- part of me wants to say more Haman, but I'm like, I don't think I need more Haman. I think sh- sh- she was in for the perfect amount. I think for the vast majority of the characters, they were in for as much as they needed to be in. I, I think like, yeah. I thought, Emma could have yeah, I mean, more I screen almost, time. Uh, yeah, like, I almost said maybe more Kai, but like, eh, nah, it's fine. Like, Kai, it's fine. Kai, sorry, Colin, what did you say? I didn't hear you a second oh, ago. Oh, I, I, Emma honestly could have used screen time. Oh, yeah, yeah. more Emma, more Emma. Yeah. For sure. I actually think, yeah, like, Amaru, whenever Amaru came in, like Amaru had like his swimming pool cameo, which made us lose our shits. Um, and then Hong Kong arc happened, and like whenever the Hong Kong arc was happening, I was very nervous that this was going to become like the Amaro show too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, thank like, God it didn't. but then, but then they left, and they left him behind, and he got left on Earth. Like I was actually. I was hopeful that Amaru would go into space, but then I was like, well, great, if Amaru goes into space, it's going to be fucking all about him again. But it wasn't, and that was very restrained of the show, and I liked that. Um, yeah. Uh, what? Oh, uh, answer yeah. for both questions, cats. Cats either needed to be in this show a lot yeah. more or not be in it at all. <laughs> yeah. I. That's Yeah, no, that's two sides of the same coin. And kind of in the same vein, like Rosami slash Rosamia, like I wish that either... Rosamia, I honestly kind of wish that Rosamia hadn't been there. Yeah. Because she just did the same thing as Four did, but weirder. But again, and weirder, and it's just like, but why? Yeah. It's it's happening again. I don't want it to happen again this time. I wish, like, you know, I said it earlier, I don't think I need more of Rosamia. I do need her to have a different storyline, though. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I do, I do wish I'd been able to see more Hayato. I didn't even need him to do anything. I just want to see. Oh, I just wanted to take up the entire screen because he's so big and fit. Yeah. yeah. Just every once in a while, I'll have a cutaway to just Hayato, like, drinking some coffee. Oh, yeah. Having a sandwich. No, some, some Hayato, like, just straight stuffing his face with some Karabas. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah having <sighs> some, some noodles. Uh... Hayato just chowing down some scoongeely. <laughs> uh, next up, from Cass. How do you feel about Zeta's ecological themes? How would you like to see that aspect of Gundam expanded on in future shows? Hi, what's Oof. up? I feel like hey. I feel like Colin. This is this one's more built for you. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like I've I don't need to go too deep on this because I've already spoken a lot about this on the show. Um, the problem with uh, Zeta's a, a like uh, Zeta has good like as a good ecological backbone to it, um, but it's very it's very like pre two thousands pre twenty tens in its approach to like ecological conservation. Um, it's the kind of people that like only care about tiger poaching 
and like shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's it is it is like it is good and important that they're making a point in the year nineteen eighty five. Uh, to point out, like you know, the destruction of Earth, the way that both, like, uh, the like the act of war, but also just industrialization and uh, you know, that kind of stuff has uh, has like polluted Earth. Um, the, and this is just a nature of the discourse of the time. But we have pretty much completely moved away from an idea of overpopulation actually existing. Yeah, They're probably mm-hmm. like the concept of overpopulation is probably incredibly like inherently racist in the way that it's deployed. Um, and really shouldn't really be considered. And I feel like the thing that like Zeta fails at and Gundam kind of in general fails at to like explicitly say is that like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't give enough attention to, uh, how like it's, it's the Flint, Michigan problem. You know, it is an absolutely environmental issue in Flint, Michigan, as well as like a, a, a systemic racist issue that their water purification for, you know, their, their aquifer isn't being handled correctly so that their pipes are poisoned. Like, and mm-hmm. that's, that is a thing that I feel like Gundam can never even possibly like say to Gundam specifically can never possibly think about because it, it isn't thinking about ways that you could live sustainably on earth. It's yeah. just saying we have to get off earth. Humans have to leave earth. We have to go to space without I, actually thinking about whether or not those that in the environment that we're sending people into in space is actually good for them. I can absolutely hear in my mind Shar Aznable saying the words, the humans are the real virus. <sighs> we're going to get into it and Shar's counterattack. Oh no! <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't think that Char is a person that believes that humans are the real virus. I think, I think he does believe in like a, a, a rich, like, uh, autocrat class that is like driving, uh, like capitalist wealth that is making ecological harm. I just don't think that Char actually thinks about Paul. I really don't. I don't, I think he thinks about them as like a general idea of like the working class or the working poor or the oppressed that can rise up. But I don't think he ever actually individually thinks about a person who suffers in the world. And I think that's because of his background as an aristocrat. Right. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's He's just a little it's fancy the, it, boy. <laughs> it's the Elon Musk problem, right? It's just like, look at this cool technology that we can use to like, you know, move to space and all that. And it's just like, what about Earth? Yeah. Or, you know, well, who's going to own the space colonies? Guess what? It's a corporation that basically enslaves people. Uh. Uh-oh. Ah, beans. <laughs> you hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a load of nonsense. Yeah. I know. It's just, I, I, I know it's easier said than done, but, like, if you're going to tackle these themes, do it right in a show. Don't just, like, kind of, don't just say, look at these themes anyways. Well, well, and, and to wow. that point, I think Zeta does a pretty decent job at it. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, the, the fact that Zeta says anything at all compared to other shows is important. But even then... Especially back then. Yeah, yeah. And, like, especially for the discourse of the time, I think they actually, like, Zeta is saying a lot. And I think that Char's, oh. counter, uh, Char's counterattack says a lot. And, like, Victory Gundam not only says a lot, but addresses the problems I have with you. So I, I think there is, uh, the, like the ecological factor of Gundam only gets better from here and it starts That's pretty good. decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually as, as for how would you like to see that aspect of Gundam expanded upon on future shows, the only future show of Gundam I have seen is Hikongista. And I don't like, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know what the fuck happens in Hikongista, but Visually speaking, <laughs> like literally, no one does, I feel. Visually speaking, 
the aesthetics of that show do an incredible job of highlighting how beautiful Earth is. Like, there's just so many animals and stuff, and it's just really pretty, and you're like, oh, wow, Earth is so beautiful. And it just... I like... That's nice. Shut up. I'm yeah, just giving like a thumbs animals. up in the general direction of Rekogista. Yeah. yeah, I watched G-Reco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it looks like we only have one final question, because the other one is, like, the same, sort of, as we already answered. Oh, um... So, um... Uh, recycling this question from the last uh, mailbag, but uh, what Pokemon do you think the characters introduced in Zeta would have? Yeah, yeah, I'll, God, y'all are taking what this a good one. question. <laughs> Thank you, Bryant. What a good question. I, oof, oof. Um, God. Uh, what's the psychic cat that has, like, the two different color palettes, whether oh or not my it's, God. like, a girl uh, or a boy? Uh, Meowstick? Yeah, uh, or, like, Esper, I think, is the evolved one, Esper's too. the pre-evolution, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's four in Kamino. Oh, <laughs> pretty good. Um, also, uh, Rekawa is Nidoran female. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I feel like let's see. J- J- Jared has um, Jared has a Gardevoir. Jared has a Salazzle. Jared has a Gothitelle. Jared has all like the sexy lady. Pokemon. Yeah, Jared has a Lopunny. Um, <laughs> oh, Jared, time to lay indeed. <laughs> um, I feel like Camille. Camille has a Minior. Camille has a Clefable. I feel like Camille having a sort of space theme team works really, really well yeah. for him. Like, A, because, you know, his whole thing is being space, but also, you know, and of Zeta. But, like, beyond that, I still feel like a lot of that works well. Like, it just, like, it, Mini or the whole thing thematically of, like, it has that shell, but then, like, when it gets rid of the shell, it can, like, go ape shit. Like, you know, when he, like, throws all his weapons away and charges Paphimus in the end, mm-hmm. like... Clefables is a cool little thing that came from space. Like, give him a Deoxys. Who cares? He can have a mythical Pokemon. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, Yazan's Pokemon are all from the Trubbish and Scrafty. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. Yazan just has garbage Pokemon. Yeah. But like, it, we love the garbage Pokemon. He loves yeah. it. He He's, is a garbage like, Pokemon. Yeah. It's like all yeah. his Pokemon are either garbage bags or a, a very angry lizard child trying to hold its pants up. <laughs> Paptimus, has, Paptimus has a Hypno for sure. Paptimus has a Gengar. Paptimus somehow has a Darkrai. Just because, like, it, you know, that's a that's a mythical that it makes sense that he has because he's, like, this absurdly powerful dude from space. Oh, yeah. Like, well, Darkrai's from Jupiter. Like. Yeah, exactly. Confirmed. <laughs> not, not the moon. It's from Jupiter. Yeah. We know this now. Um, I almost feel like Quasher has a different team than Char did. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I feel like he's got, like, he's got a Machoke. Uh, he's got, like, an Imbor. Um, <laughs> he has, like, like beefy mods. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a Conkelder. Um, I he's got a Geo dude, but it's just like he's kept it as a Geo dude, but just like maxed its strength out. Oh yeah, it's like maxed out EV. He somehow has given it more than five hundred and ten EVs. Yeah, all for just physical attack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Ooh, what would Hamon have? Um, I feel like Hamon could have some regal Pokemon for sure. Like the, the oh god, uh, the little Pokemon with the rose hands. Um, oh my god, a Roselia yeah. and a Roserade? Yeah. Maybe like a Slowking? Yeah. Um, hmm. The Definitely, hmm. I don't want to say like new types get psychic type Pokemon because that's so easy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, thing is, psychic types are cool. <laughs> it works for new types. Yeah. Oh man. My problem is that like, I'm like, I'm in two Pokemon Draft Leagues at this point. Like I'm in, I'm in the usual one. I'm in one that Roy is running, so it's like my brain is overloaded with Pokemon. <laughs> I'm just like ah, bouncing around my brain. Um, someone can get Reuniclus. We all love Reuniclus here. Um, what are Shinta and Coombe's favorite Pokemon? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I think it's Pikachu. 
You think? Oh, you think it's like just? Wait, no, it's plus one and minus. There we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Do you're not right. Yeah. separate. Yeah. them. Yeah, do not separate them. Plus one and minus, or alternatively, fucking red basculin and blue basculin. <laughs> the Gen Five darlings. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot a, a thing I wanted to bring up earlier. Um, mm. How do you all feel about the fact that Lala's not in this, hmm? like at all? <sighs> Hang on, let me close Twitter. It's what? F- uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine because the show is not about Amaro, so it does not need to involve Lala. It still feels weird that she's not in the suit. Like I like even even if she didn't like I even if she wasn't like a big major part of the show the way that Amaro or Shar is, I feel like even just like some kind of hint of her being in the soup and being there with with the other people that are there. Uh, would have been a nice touch. Yeah, of like, I would say of Lala sending four and Emma and everybody to help Kamif would have been okay. <laughs> hmm, I okay. feel like honestly, I feel like she's avoiding Shar. <laughs> she's just, she's like kind of like she she's doing the thing where she's like sunken in, only her eyes and nose are over, it so she can still look around, but like no one notices her. <laughs> yeah, she comes up, she looks at Shar, she's like, Mm-mm, nah, then ducks back down. Um, no, I think like it would have been very interesting. If we had like heard her and then like Quattro had not heard her or something, or oh. or if the fact that like because like fucking Shar did say that shit to Arrow, whether he was like, oh, I can't feel Lala's vibes past Mars or some shit. Yeah, like he said that, and then like this 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 like they they just kind of forgot they Game it. of Thrones forgot about style it. Um, yeah. So like it would have been interesting if yeah. Um, if Shar had like touched the soup and felt Lala, or you know, I mean, like if Amaro had gone into space, you know, we would have had to get some Lala stuff, but he doesn't. So honestly, yeah, that is probably why. Yeah. Like, it's... In- incredible of Tomino to restrain himself to not fill the show with more shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, like I mean, from what I, I didn't miss I, 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 yeah, I know. I, I've seen her on the post for Shara's counter yeah, she's attack, so I can only imagine. Yeah, she's deposing. Uh, Amuro does go to space in that movie, so uh... interesting that, huh? Mm, I'm, I'm grimacing. I don't care for that. <laughs> I mean, I know you know. I know the whole thing is like it's in space, but like, eh, no more of this guy. I want to see Judah now. <laughs> yes, God, I'm so excited for y'all to. Watch uh, yeah, I want to see Judah. You can. I... Oh my god, wait. I might just, like, I can watch the first couple episodes of ZZ tonight. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I, the minute we get off, I am going to start watching Gundam X, let me tell you. <laughs> the minute we get off, it is going to be past midnight. Um, But hey, let's go, baby. Yeah, speaking, going speaking to of getting Dublin. off, <laughs> spe- speaking of getting off, um, I think it's about time that we get off. Hell yeah. Rather, I think it's about going. time that I... P- I think it's about time that I push Sarah and Colin off of the robot and I pick Jake up instead. No. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is just one like circuitous lift ride. Well, no, and I'm it's, the driver. Uh, it's Sarah and I just simply floated off into space in the middle of the last battle. And it's just, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you going to pick up your new pilot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need a new co-pilot. I was just like, my work here is done. <laughs> and you just sort of T-pose and float off. Yeah. Just float away. I am. Um, yeah, we are. Oh. We are almost at three hours. We have been recording for nearly three hours. That's a record. And the, ex- like, listen. The, today I recorded a very a long podcast about Minions movie, and I was exhausted after an hour and a half. I had to go take a nap. I feel none of <laughs> that. This? I'm still. I'm ready. I, I could know. go for another three hours. L- it's listen, crazy. It's because we're unpacking all of these emotions and feelings from the last how many weeks have we been doing this? Like uh, seventeen. Yeah. 
That is four months. <laughs> I like this is a hot tub. This podcast is a hot tub which never goes cold. Mmm, that's that sounds like having. And I'm me. not getting the wrinkly fingers. Like I could stay in here. <laughs> yeah, that's what the soup really is. It's just. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Maybe the reason Shar doesn't want to go in the soup is because he doesn't want to get wrinkly fingers. Coward. Fucking coward. <laughs> Loser. Uh, um, oh fuck! I need to. I need to go downstairs and feed my boy. Um, ooh yeah. Well, well let's. Well, we'll. We'll end this then. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, listen, before we end it, I do want to say thank you, y'all, for allowing me into this space. I know I was I was a last minute addition. Um I'm glad that you I'm glad that you joined. I yeah, I can't imagine what this show would be like without you. Uh you that you were you were a desperately needed uh part of this trifecta for getting through mm-hmm. Zena. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's like it's it's our our combinations of seasonings for the soup is a very per, is a very particular and peculiar flavor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think like genuinely this this pod, you know, the way our Yu Gi Oh podcast ended up being about friendship because Yu Gi Oh is about friendship. You know. Uh huh. I feel like like this podcast has been about making the deepest possible connection that I am capable of making with two other people because that's kind of what Zeta Gundam's about. Yeah. And that's why when you make a podcast about JoJo's, you're going to get a stand. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, Brooks that's, and Eddie are each game. other's stands, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, and that's why, um, because you made a podcast about Naruto, you're in a cult now. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's why you're like the, what, sixth Hokage? <laughs> sure. Yeah, the numbers go up there. Yeah. Um, well, if there's nothing else to say... Um... Listen, I know, I, know, I know Colin was about to have a feeling last week, and I cut them off, so... Yeah, we can have feelings here. Yeah, uh, I I will say this has been um one of oh this has been one of the like most intellectually like fulfilling things that I've done in a very long time. And I'm uh, Max. Thank you so much for starting this podcast and inviting us on to be on. Uh, it's been I'm incredible. dabbing. <laughs> no, I have, I have genuinely I love that I like when I sort of landed on the core conceit of this podcast being that I'm gonna do each series with a different like set of people. I, I was like really, really excited because it's like it's always fresh for me, right? Yeah. Like, Mm-mm-mm. and and the fact that I'm not doing with huge hosts every time, I don't have to like sort of try and get a grapple on people's vibes. Like, since it's just like one or two other people, I can do that in like two or three episodes. And like, I I just love like like us three doing Zeta. I feel like is the perfect group to do this, just because it's been like the like it started out. I feel like w- as we started, like you know getting the ball rolling we didn't quite get to like the intellectual level but then like when we did it just like became such a fun amazing i mean it's always been a fun amazing time but like when it got to that point i feel like it was like transcended like any other podcast i did yeah and it is it has been a true a truly wonderful time i'm so excited Gundam's for good. for you two to receive your uh gifts i've sent you in the post God. <laughs> i've been thinking about little, it like... all week and i'm vibrating <laughs> oh, i'm scared very very excited uh well well okay okay fine i'm i'm getting out of the hot tub (laughs) yeah uh we're drying off i'm drying myself off do we want to do plugs sarah mc costumes uh naruto podcast never believe it Yu-Gi-Oh podcast pod of greed oh oh upcoming name of the wind podcast Ooh. Ooh. okay um i don't know what it's going to be called possibly name of the wind i'll punish you um but <laughs> i shooting the breeze i listened to the podcast who watches the watch 
and the part they they despised Patrick Rothfuss and Name of the Wind, and I rubbed my hands together and I said, I gotta get some of these guys to read Name of the Wind with me. Um, <laughs> and then I've also asked Summer, who really likes Name of the Wind, and my other friend Daniel, who really really used to really really like name of the wind and now i think has some more critical opinion so we're all going to get together and do a short run podcast where we read that um that's so. good i nice. see i see too much positive patrick rothfuss posting in my life uh that- let's take really? this clown down <laughs> damn i feel like all of that comes from like mabim bam yeah i like you listen we'll get into it i can't remember what happens yeah, in the book yeah. i'm writing a clown on him well or say that's nice what the things. podcast is for i don't know yeah i can't remember who could possibly say um, you can find me at P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H, and you can check out my other show, MetaWatch. It's called MetaWatch. It's not hard to find. We're the only MetaBots podcast that has ever existed. Um, Colin. There was, we, there was a Gundam episode. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. There was an episode full of Gundam references. It was great. Well, cool Robot Jr. Yeah. It's officially sanctioned now. <laughs> um, the, okay, the podcast title, does that have a D or a T in it? Um, a D M E D A W A T C. Okay, I have been calling it Meta Watch. Um... So here's the here's the fucked up thing. It's Meta Bots with a D, but Meta B is spelled with a T. Uh huh. I thought it's, you were. Yeah. I thought you were doing a fun bit where you were providing you know meta commentary on the show through podcasting, but never mind. Uh yeah. So this is it's a fucked up thing like Gunpla is short for uh Gundam Plamo, which is short for Gundam plastic model. Uh Metabots is short for like metal robots because they're robots that have a metal in them. Oh. Mm-hmm. But then Metabi is a metal bee because he's I a see. bee that's made out of metal. I fucking hate it. Uh-huh. It's truly deranged. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Can't wait to finally watch the show for when I have to come on. It's a very good show, Sarah. Yeah. You, you'd like, like it. it. It's silly. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's going to join us for the first episode of season two. So uh, I'm, ah, I'm very excited. Delightful. Yeah. Um, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Maxi Bajillion. In addition to Yu-Gi-Oh! Pot of Greed, I have another show called Slappers Only. Uh, it's a video game music podcast. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. We're um, in a week when this episode comes out we'll be doing our game of the year episode which is not about music but about games <laughs> uh that's at slappersonlypod.com or twitter.com slappersonlypod thank you noisespace.xyz thank you to matt gamecube for running the network it's what we're on it's what a bunch of other shows are on a lot of the shows we mentioned are on there maybe more will be added in the future who could possibly say kyle xy is on there uh why uh special great snacks is on there about jujutsu kaisen a billion trillion shows a cornucopia um and okay for the robot of the week, we are all going to say at the same time what our robot of the week is. Oh fuck! Okay. Okay. And I and I'm gonna if I think we have the capability to get a same slap on yeah. this one. I don't know. I I think we have the capability to get a same slap on. I'm looking directly at you, Sarah. I'm looking directly at you. Okay. Colin. We can do this. Um, hold up, hold up. Uh, I'm ready. Search, search your mind. Scan your mind. I'm scanning my mind, and by that mean I'm scanning what? Uh, okay, I've scanned my mind. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Two, one. Cubelet. I'm with Bender her. Bender from Futurama. Ah! Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to say Bender from Futurama, but then I changed my mind. I didn't even think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny because Sarah and Colin, you, y'all were together on this yeah. one. I was the odd one out now. I completely forgot I've been about it. I'm going to be real with y'all. I never think about Bender from Futurama. Uh, you don't really need to. It is Anytime it's the words Bender from Futurama is said on the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, that show exists. <laughs> 
Okay, I will stop. Where is... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You can't stop. You can't stop. Can't I? We haven't said bye yet. We haven't said bye yet. Can't stop, won't stop. Let's go, baby. Name of the show? Okay. 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 For the final time for Zeta Gundam, thank you all for this wonderful journey. You're, I'm watching you float into space, but before we get too far away to say to each other, never forget, in the words of every single cast member of Zeta Gundam simultaneously, war is bad. Bajina! Oh, wow. <sighs>